0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today, Saturday, May Fourteenth, Two Thousand Twenty-Two. Today on the Ether, A Cosmos Spaces, Cosmos and Luna. Let's rebuild. Let's take a listen. If anybody wants to uh,
1: come on stage and hang out and talk, feel free to request. What's up, Reese? How you doing?
2: Doing good. How about you?
1: Doing good, man. I gotta, can't complain. How's uh, how's all the work coming along? You're dealing with craft and everything.
2: It's actually been going really good the only issue is that the chain release uh for version 46 of the sdk has been the the limiting factor so far so we're just trying to push that through and get that ready so we can begin internal testing and then go to a beta so looking
3: forward to that nice slowly but surely yep we're getting there what's up clay how are you doing what's up everybody
4: just chilling doing some laundry chilling out on a saturday trying to you know, get my mind off of the market and stuff like that. Focus on building. <laughs> you know, focus on my health and all that kind of jazz. What's up with you guys?
1: Yep, same, same. I spent today uh, doing a lot of cleaning, just listening to music and jamming out, and walk my dog to the park. Yeah, it was just a relaxing day. You know, kind of got my mind off off things. And it's
4: really hot over here in yeah. Texas. I'm in like Central Texas, and man it keeps getting up to like a hundred. So this summer is going to be a hot one <laughs> in the market and outside the market too.
1: <laughs> oh man, the Central! Make sure you got your you hydrate up and bring your little fans. Yeah, bring your tank yeah. tops. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever used to get those little fans when you were younger? Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> those squirted water. Yeah, they like, water in from, your face. They lasted for like maybe a day <laughs> before they broke.
4: Yeah, like, my friends would always put Gatorade in there and squirt Gatorade in their mouth.
1: <laughs> that's funny. Dude, I, always, <laughs> I would always break mine by putting my finger, like, in the blade. Just oh, like, yeah, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why it was so fun and amusing to me. It's fun to then, stop
4: it, and then, like, and then when it doesn't go anymore, it's, like, sad.
1: <laughs> like, ah, oh, dude,
4: they're like,
1: okay, mom, I mean, that's fun. It broke. <laughs> you
4: know, it's it's cool because nowadays they make, like, toys to... For kids to fidget with, like back then they didn't really they had toys, but not like specifically to fidget with. Which I think is cool because you get some pretty cool ideas with those fidget toys. There's a few of them that are pretty cool.
1: Thinking back to all the toys that you we had when we were little kids, like the little Pez dispensers too. Like those were so cool.
3: Oh yeah.
1: And then like I just learned like you know when I was an adult that there was like a trick to loading like the whole like pack of Pez like. I don't I don't know how to explain it, but like you can just load the whole pack in at once, and it's like wow, how did we never know this? We were loading them in one by one. <laughs>
4: <What>? <laughs> That's funny. I had like a couple of Pez, like a Tweeter, uh, like the Tweety Bird one. I remember that one for some reason. It just sticks out. It was like yellow and fucking had that bird on there.
1: Dude,
3: Tweety Bird, Star Wars. It was like, I feel like there was like dinosaurs. There was everything. It was uh, it was fun.
1: But, but yeah, and then uh, just a little update for everybody. I'm not sure if everybody knows. I hope everybody does though. Juno uh, Swap had their uh, incentives go live. So they have the uh, raw incentives on a lot of pools and they also have the double incentives on the Juno uh, Adam and Juno Raw pools.
4: Do they show the APRs yet?
1: Yeah. It was right. so funny this morning. Uh, I think right now like uh juno raw is at like 600 juno adam is at like 250 juno Netta is at like 300 and J- juno osmo is at like 300 um this morning though the aprs are tweaking <laughs> and it was saying like thirty six thousand percent apr <laughs> and it was like you're gonna make seven thousand bucks today in rewards <laughs> oh it tells you
4: how much a day
1: yeah, so it's it's actually oh, really cool. So it'll tell you how much you can make a day per month and per year. Um, and the rewards are actually distributed every six seconds, which is pretty cool. Oh, wow.
4: Cool. That's awesome, dude. I'm going to check that out right now.
1: Yeah. That's so cool. A little, a little something to cheer people's spirits up and have some fun with them. You know.
4: Yeah, like Juno looks like they they're in the right position to, like, absorb like some some of the teams from terra so i think that's pretty cool at least they have an avenue like there was a space earlier today where they were saying that they need funding and there's a lot of funding for development on juno so that that's just a good fit right now
1: i feel like mm-hmm. yeah actually uh Ken's gonna maybe pop in a little later and talk a little more about uh prop 23 and the developer fund that they're talking about putting together for um, for on Juno, for the Terra, Terra devs and projects that are looking for a new home. Which I think yeah, it's super think cool. I'm that. Yeah, I'm definitely for it. I'm definitely voting yes. Um, I just posted up on top, um, <clears throat> Kevin's uh, tweet that just like explains it. I'm also going to try
3: to find the Commonwealth thread so people can hop on that as well. too.
1: Because, uh, you know, some people have questions, or maybe like, you know, aren't sure, or want to those confirm things. So you can go on there and see the discussion that's happened. Maybe your question's been answered, or you can just hop in there and ask some questions. Um, but it's really cool. It's going to be uh, putting together a fund for like a five million dollars worth of Juno between the community pool and the um, developer wallet to, um, you know, give these uh, Terra projects a, a welcoming home and a little jump start for them um to get started over on Juno cuz it's it's kind of the same environment they were they're were working on with Terra so you know just tr- cosmos you know just trying to do everything we can to be good neighbors and support you know others when they're in, in tough times and come back stronger from this
4: that's really cool because you don't really see that like if something on a project on Solana goes down like there's no other chains out there that are going to be maybe the other dapps but you know Usually if there's a problem on Solana, they're all having the same thing. So like, it's like, you know, it's just, it's like, I think a lot of people have said this whole situation is, has been just a a pretty good liquidity test for the Cosmos in general to see how it all handles and holds up. And so far, like it's, it's been pretty promising that something as big as that happening uh, hasn't been. Like I know the price is down, but the the network is still running strong. So that's that's a beautiful thing to see.
3: Yeah,
1: I, I think it's a really good point. Like, there's literally no other network that you know if, if this happened to, or we, they'd be like, okay, hey, we're gonna pass a proposal to, you know, give get some funds going for these people to 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 bring them over here. You know, everybody else would just be like, haha, I told you so. I guess you're coming over here now. You know, so yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's really cool to see that. Yeah, Reese, what do you think about the uh, Juno developer fund?
2: I really like it. I think that uh, Terra devs definitely need to be looking at Juno. I think it's the the best place for developers to move in easily. Uh, Other than that, the other areas would just be be to create their own app chain. I think that's the next thing. For some of the protocols that Terra has, I was actually just looking into Terra, like back when it was, I guess, $50 uh, per coin. I was like, you know, I made... Look, dive into this further as like a play against my Juno in case Juno had something happen. But uh, since this whole incident's happened, it really looks like Juno is going to likely take on many of those developers um, and then continue to have that ecosystem grow, which I'm super excited about.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, pretty much the same environment and they're going to be coming over too, except kind of some like more updated features as far as the Cosmos module and IBC. You know, they all have uh, IBC enabled tokens if they want to do that. Um, if they want to come over and just be, uh, you know, spin up and out, like even at Interchange Security with that coming, they can do that or just go to, you know, a completely sovereign L1. It's uh, it's it's crazy that this is all happening, but, you know, there's there's so much talent over there and so much, you know, good work that was going on that is still going to live on.
2: Especially a lot of talent with the Cosm Awesome devs. They had a lot of Cosm Awesome devs over there. And so bringing those into Juno's, only going to help further the ecosystem for the Juno, you know, the Juno Dexes, you know, and whatever else can be built. It's going to be really awesome to see.
1: Yeah, it's one thing you always hear is like, you know, there's not enough Cosmosm to specifically, and if you know Cosmosm, like, you know, some some team will snatch you up. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's good to hear, you know, no matter what, like, this is just going to be good for those teams and developers, and then be good for Cosmosm and Juno, and just keep bringing things forward. I saw someone post like a little meme today and it was like the one where the guy's like, I give you this and you get that or whatever. And, uh, it was like Astroport should, should, uh, deploy as like an, uh, interchange security, like a consumer chain on the hub. Um, which would be really cool actually. Um, I I hope that we do see a few projects that take advantage of that.
4: Interchange security. Do you know the current timeline on that?
1: I feel like some September was what I kind of heard last, because um, I know Quicksilver was going to be one of the first uh, chains to launch with it. Um, but then what happened was the Interchain Security timeline will end up being further than their, uh, further back from their launch. So they're going to launch independently and then go to um, Interchain Security because um, V1 is like where you have to just exclusively um, have. The hub secure your chain. Um, so I think that's going to be like September, um, like later this year. And then we'll probably see like where chains like Juno and Osmo um, can like leverage their own validator set plus the Cosmos hub validator set in like quarter two of next year.
4: Sounds dope, dude. I can't wait. I'm excited. I mean, uh, for as much bad things just happened, like I'm honestly more excited than like gloomy because like the future is still bright for the cosmos so i'm i'm still just super excited for everything that's being built and uh yeah i just feel bad for everybody that like has their work kind of like set back in a, in a lot of ways so love that
3: <clears throat>
4: all all the other projects including cosmos spaces is like reaching out to them and providing support beautiful thing to see
1: yeah if there's anybody out there if you have a a favorite dap from terra that you'd like to see, you know, come over to the Cosmos and you know, whether it's on gonna be on Juno or Osmosis or Internet Chain Security or its own L one, uh request a mic, like, come up on stage and, and share your thoughts. I'd love to hear some some of the, the crowd favorites out there and what they would like to see. Got a few uh coming up on stage. What's up, Buck? Hey.
5: Um What's up there, how you pretty doing? good, pretty good uh so sorry i was just working out i saw kajira was going to move to its own app chain i'm wondering if anyone knows technically how it's going to work with cross-chain liquidations
1: so what exactly do i know like kajira like they, is something to do with liquidations and it was just on terra but yeah like you said if it's going to be cross-chain so can you explain a little bit more like what kajira
6: exactly does yeah
5: in? so kajira created like a bidding market for anchor liquidations um, and so, like on the back end, essentially, they hooked into anchor, and you know everyone who's about to get liquidated, they kind of have like a data dashboard. You can go in there, you could bid, say, like, hey, I want maybe a five percent discount or a ten percent discount or a twenty percent discount. So what that means is that when the person who gets liquidated goes down, essentially, it fills the ones with the least discounts first until the entire liquidation is drained. You know, so if you get liquidated for one hundred dollars, And there was a bid saying like, well, I'll take, you know, at a 5% discount, you know, and they have a bid for maybe, you know, $50. And so it gets liquidated for a hundred, say the market price was, you know, I don't know, say $1, you have a bid, um, for, uh, you know, $50 at a 5% discount, right? So you're going to get $50 at 95 cents. And then essentially you'll fill all the lowest bids until all the liquidation amount is gone. And so it's kind of like a market where you're trying to bid in a range where like if enough people get liquidated, you still get a discount on the price. And it's also good for the people who are getting liquidated because they don't get liquidated on their full amount if people are willing to take like smaller prices um, through their liquidation amount. So they essentially created like a a mutually uh, incentivized liquidation bidding mechanism. But I'm just wondering... You know, I know I know you could bid on like BETH and all that, but that was like wrapped versions on Terra, right? So I'm wondering the technical background about doing this cross-chain with Cosmos. I mean, I assume it's possible because they're all IBC tokens, but I'm just wondering if someone can talk about, you know, the implications of sending those IBC liquidations and maybe security vulnerabilities around that, if anyone knows.
1: Yes, that's really cool. So... It sounds like, like you said, you know, they were all integrated within Terra, so it was really easy for them to do all this. But once they're going to be like their own layer one, like, you know, how is that going to work with IBC being being on different chains? Um, I think this is really cool. I think, you know, there's two paths. Like, there could be some DeFi built on top of Kujira um, as well, kind of like where those markets are at. Maybe they're derivative markets that are betting on the liquidations. Um, But I think also, too, what's going to be the main play for Kujira is when there's interchain accounts enabled. Um, So what that means is like you could be placing all these bets on the Kujira blockchain um, and you're placing bets on liquidation and say that there's some dApp that's built on Juno or Osmosis um, where you're placing these bets for liquidation on. Um, Right now, you would have to kind of manually do it like you'd have to do it on Kujira and then hope that someone they'd have to have somebody on the Osmosis or Juno chain or whatever, um, placing those bids and doing the buys when liquidations happen. Um, but what's going to be cool when Interchain Accounts comes is that you could do all of that bidding and purchasing and whatever from the Kujira chain. And then it can the, the smart contracts on the Kujira chain could call the smart contracts um, on Juno or Osmosis or whatever and interact with each other. And that whole process is going to be like trustless. It's all going to be on the protocol level and smart contracts communicating with each other. Um, yes, they're going to be in different zones where this stuff's happening, um, but that's kind of like the whole app chain vision. Is like you can do your whole thing in your own zone, but then eventually, like everything can communicate with each other, and you just can do everything from one place. That makes sense. Yeah,
5: that's why they would move to Cosmos essentially because you get interchain accounts.
1: Exactly. So that's okay. going to be like a little bit down the road, um, but it sounds like that, like that'll be a really cool, um, like you know, app app chain to have like a layer one protocol to have in the cosmos, because there's obviously a market for that. And I think that they found like their market fit in Terra by doing that. Um, Now they can just go apply that to an even larger market and a wider, you know, wider range of users.
5: Can you talk to um, like more details about interchain accounts, like how that's being implemented? Is there IBC in the background of that? And like, what is enabling it to be on the protocol? level?
1: Yeah, so it's something that's built into the cosmos SDK. So like, all of the chains that are in the Cosmos have that same base SDK um, that gives them the like same the like similar features and the ability to have have similar consensus to where they can do IBC interactions and trust that everything's going on in each chain is like
5: what it so is. So, does there. the I mean, validator yeah. have to recognize the chain the interchain account? Like, does there have to be a governance proposal to the validators of the other chain to allow interchain accounts from another chain?
1: Yeah, so so what will have to happen is um, each chain will have to manually make that upgrade to that new SDK to enable interchain accounts and then I'm pretty sure through governance they have to enable that interaction with that chain. So like just because Osmosis has interchain accounts enabled and Kujira does doesn't mean that Kujira can just start doing things on Osmosis. I'm pretty sure that there has to be like enabled through governance where, hey, we... Right, because the validators to
5: agree to validate that account, essentially.
1: Yeah, and they, you have to, like, okay. you want to have that, like, layer of trust where, like, not anybody can just come in and start doing things. There's probably there's probably some permissionless dApps that will be able to leverage that in a permissionless way, but, um, like, Osmosis specifically is governance-gated for all of their Cosmosm. Um, and then the interchain accounts, that's, like I said, it's built into the base module, but then you choose, like, which chains and which zones you trust to do that type of interaction with. Um, awesome thank you so much yeah so that's that's just kind of like the high level there like there's definitely more to it i'm not a dev so um there's there's documentation out there that goes into it but um that's kind of just like the gist of it it's no, just no, like enabling great. from yeah from like one chain to the next um to call smart contracts and tr- they have like that trust and that same base protocol consensus to be able to like trust one another that hey what you're saying is true and i can trust you and do this on this chain
5: Awesome, thank you. I'm gonna step down and I'm just listen, but yes, yeah,
3: thanks. Cool, thanks, then. Uh, Buck? How are you doing?
7: Good. How's it going? Just kind of learning how to arbitrage. Really awesome on <laughs> trying to recoup some some losses here. But uh, I think one protocol that I'm super interested in them bringing over, um, and I think they had actually had plans to like onboard like Adam or something like that next is a uh, Prism protocol. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, but essentially you uh you can take your your yield bearing asset and you can split it uh so for luna you would take a luna and you would split it into a y luna and a p luna so a yield bearing aspect of luna and then a like a principal uh aspect of luna so the yield bearing token would gain the you know the you know the inflationary rewards um, and the principal token could be used for, let's say, governance. Um, they were actually implemented like, right before all this went down. They actually let you they were getting in the process of allowing you to take your principal token because they were kind of still building on uses for like the principal token. Uh, that, but that principal token, it would no longer have any yield. So you would just hold it, but you would use it for governance. You could use it for um, they had just allowed you to start buying NFTs with it. Um, And I think they're actually even letting you post it as collateral uh, on one of the other protocols that they were kind of like rolling out. So the P1, you could do those things with, and then the yield one, you could essentially just stake it and you would just get the staking rewards uh, for for Luna, um, which was pretty cool. Um, I'm probably not doing it justice. It's pretty complicated. I'm not super familiar with um, all that stuff, but I guess it's a pretty popular thing in TradFi. Um, but they were bringing it to, you know, yield bearing assets, uh, on Terra, And, and I, 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 mean, the, the team is just, was incredible. Um, so I, I really, like I said, I think they were planning on bringing over Adam. So hopefully, uh, they stick around in the cosmos and, uh, you know, uh, either, either jump on a chain or make their own chain or, or whatever they end up doing, uh, just a great group of guys. Um, so yeah.
1: That's really cool, like, because that's one thing about B Luna when you got it. I guess that's two things. You didn't really get the yield uh, from staking, and then you also didn't have any governance rights. So that was kind of like, you know, that's like what Prism is solving is like, you know, giving you more flexibility with your um, staked assets while still being able to use them as derivatives. And I think that's really cool, like splitting up like the principle is like, you know, it's the actual asset. Here's the value of it you know use this as collateral use this for governance and then having that separate um derivative that's just like the yield bearing so you could kind of just like use your principal as collateral go do that with with wherever and then use your yield bearing like derivative to even pay off the the collateral loan which is really cool um is that kind of like correct is that kind of how how kind of works sure yeah
7: and, and there's all kinds of different strategies um like there and and obviously because it was done kind of within their own amm there was there was usually some arbitrage opportunities every once in a while so like that was always fun to kind of kind of pay attention to but but yeah it unlike like like myself so i had i had a pocket of luna already staked to a validator so me when i would refract it so i would take maybe say like one luna and you get one y luna one p luna you could end up selling that P Luna and just doubling down on your Y Luna position and just kind of like, you know, almost stacking it. Um, cause I, I, me personally, like I had, like I said, I had a little bit stake. so I wasn't really super like, you know, I didn't, I, I wasn't borrowing against it or anything like that. So I didn't really, there was really a use for P Luna for me. Uh, but then at the end of the day, when you want to go sell it, say Luna mooned, LOL, um, you could take your P Luna, Y Luna, combine them back together. And then, you would have a regular Luna back that you could go transact with, just you know swap it for b luna or, or do what do whatever you wanted to do. um It definitely took a couple couple spaces for them to explain it for me to get the the hang of it. like I said, I don't really come from a super trad background, but um it was it was awesome uh, they were so they were actually doing their token they had a really novel um way of distributing their tokens to the community for their protocol, whereas instead when you are staking your y Luna instead of getting the staking rewards for Luna, you would actually just be given, they would essentially be taking your staking rewards and buy your quote, I'm using air quotes, buying their token. And then you were kind of being given that at like a increased rate. Uh, so you're kind of getting it at a discount. So it was kind of cool. Um, yeah, like I said, that's like probably the, the that was like the most bullish uh, protocol on Terra that I was, I was a big fan of. I didn't really get into the whole Kujira thing um i definitely got my titties smoked and anchor uh using leverage so i'm probably going to steer clear of that in the future that's for sure um but yeah hope, hopefully those guys stick around there's there's definitely a lot of cool stuff i actually started wandering in the cosmos i don't know maybe like two months ago i, I kind of you guys usually have spaces on like fridays and saturday nights and i started listening to them so i was at least diversifying a little bit before this so it made it a little less uh painful but uh yeah i i I definitely hope some of the nft projects stick around too uh it'll kind of be really sad to see see them all kind of get split up um because i i do think that they had some really uh solid like you know what i would consider Terra blue chip nft projects that hopefully they you know stick around i i've been messing around on uh you know stargaze i'm excited for that marketplace so i hope you know maybe maybe they're attracted to the fact that it's a you know, a new marketplace coming out, and they decide to stick around. I know Hellcats have already decided that they're uh, bouncing a Solana, and and I don't know. I just, I just can't be bothered. I think being staying within Cosmos is like, kind of feels like a no brainer. Um, everything is, has been great. Like I love Osmo. Uh, I've been messing around in Juno a little bit, and uh, looking forward to to learning a little bit more. So, anyway, that's my two cents. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you for sharing. Um, I think, you know, just like you explained, just in general, like there's there was so much good stuff that lived on Terra and that was birthed from Terra. Um, you know, and it's 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 like a it's sad it's a sad ending to Terra. Um, the network, like the protocol, the layer one. But there's so much more that's gonna come out of it. I think like even you just said like the NFTs, like you know, there's, there was a lot of really cool projects that were doing really cool things. Um, people taking it really seriously. Um, and I think I even just saw Stargaze do a vote. They said, hey, what do you think about doing a, uh airdrop to Luna holders? Um, you know, and really trying to bring in some, some Luna holders and NFT projects over to Stargaze because it is a really cool project. It's also Cosmosm. Awesome. So, like, everything that they were working on, you know, they can still keep that that work and that progress and just port it over to stargaze um so there's still so there's so much synergy like you said with with cosmos it almost doesn't make sense to leave they're gonna have to like start over um and then be kind of walled off and eventually end up in ibc one way or another again or they can just you know (laughs) start here now um have a lot of flexibility in the way they want to do things and and just keep chugging along
7: yeah and i think like to to the point like a lot of it kind of sucked because The the a lot of the projects like I mean we thought we were diversified right but like when all your shit is in Terra if ust and and Luna crash then guess what like all those altcoins are essentially you know useless as well so that I think that's what really kind of you know extra magnified the situation for a lot of these DAOs because even if they were diversified in like Astro or um, you know Prism or or whatever, uh, like Kuji, like, you know, they're all, they're all kind of, you know, crushed right now. So it, it was kind of like, there was no safe place. And for me, like, luckily, like when Luna hit the top, I took some out, I bought a couple, I'm really excited about uh, Passage um, and uh, Strange Clan. So I, ha- I grabbed a couple of those before, uh, you know, the snapshot for, you know, the, the town two NFTs. So I, I kind of, breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief because I was starting to diversify. Obviously not, you know, not enough. Um, but I think keeping those projects in the cosmos, you're kind of you can kind of really easily, you know, diversify across different chains. So that way if there is like, you know, a, a cancer somewhere, you just kind of freaking it's not as infectious. You can kind of, you know, isolate it real really easily. So I think that would be really attractive for you know, especially since this is really fresh in people's minds, like I think that's a really attractive feature of the cosmos is that, you know, if you know, like when all the stuff with Juno was happening, like if you were diversified, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see there is a there was a good spaces today with a lot of the Juno uh, devs kind of I guess courting some of the Terra people and, and so we'll what a what a what a comeback story for both chains, you know, if uh <laughs> You know, a lot of the Juno or a lot of the Terra people go over end up going over to Juno. Maybe maybe they could put that to use some of that some of that money they got from uh from that that guy. So anyways. Thanks.
1: Yeah, of course. You know. Um, I think you're right. Like it really shows like through all this that the Cosmos SDK worked. You know, it's uh the Terra chain still is even, even like a working chain now. Um and through all that was going on, like nothing like went down or crashed and that didn't spill over necessarily too crazy into cosmos um the only thing that kind of did spill over was just like the ust and luna kind of you know economic fiasco per se um but but yeah i mean uh the, the developer funds cool they're gonna um you know really push that i think it's going to be really really helpful and like you said what a comeback people are going to forget all about the juno whale <laughs> um but uh zember i you got your hand up i appreciate you being patient what's up
5: yeah i just uh well thanks for bringing me up again yeah um just wondering if you could chill me on juno like what's what's the selling point there like why is it better that smart contract execution than like other cosmos chains you know like what's their main selling point i just haven't yeah you can maybe expound on that
1: yeah, no worries. So uh, when it, as far as the smart contract, like language and execution of Cosmosm, um, that's going to be the same for the most most part, wherever you go. Um, some chains will have like a little bit of customized and modified versions. Um, like Osmosis has a little bit of customized version. Terra had a completely customized forked version, and that's why it was so hard for them to interact with everybody else. Um, but their selling point of Juno is that it's it's a permit, permissionless network, so anybody that wants to come develop with Cosmosm um, can just come over to Juno and do that. Um, that was kind of the same thing with Terra, like it was permissionless. Anybody that wants to launch a uh, Cosmosm DAP could do that. Um, Cosmosm and other places in the Cosmos is permissioned and gov- uh, governance-gated. So what that means is if you wanted to spin up um, like a DAP, that's a Cosmosm DAP on Osmosis, um, doesn't matter how cool it is or how great it is. You have to go through governance and um, get a, get approved before you can deploy. So Juno really has like this selling point and value proposition to where you can go be go there to not only just experiment, um, but do it in a permissionless way um, and be like in an ecosystem that has a lot going on because there's going to be more than just DeFi going on in Juno. Um, you know, there's going to be dApps set for anything and everything. You know, we have a lot of DAO stuff going on there. Um, there's gonna be like a blog, like um, a social blogging thing that's going on there soon, and it's just like a base smart contract layer, kind of like Ethereum, um, because like you know you cool the yeah. Cosmos so it's is, the yeah. Cosmos
5: like consensus app chain essentially.
1: So it's it's like the smart contract chain for yeah for okay because the Cosmos Hub isn't gonna have smart like you, as you see with Prop sixty nine that's kind of like not in favor of having that right now. Um, the cool idea is to like have each chain kind of serve its own purpose. And that's Juno's purpose is like smart contracts and Cosmosm that are permissionless that anybody can use. And that when Interchain accounts go live, any chain can also call and leverage them as well too.
5: So do you know, cause you were talking about like, um, like there was essentially financial contingent, you know, like the, the actual consensus layer, the execution layer, like those are rock solid. Um, I mean, like kind of expected, Cosmos has been around for a little while. Like Tendermint, seven years old at this point. <laughs> you know, it's like almost the same history of like yep. security as like Ethereum at this point. Like I think people super sleep on that. But um, what I'm wondering is like, you know, there's like financial contagion risk, and like, I mean, that's not even like contained to a single blockchain. You know, even the Curve pool had it, right? So I'm wondering, is there any maybe proposals to like have like emergency validator, like shut offs of interchange accounts in case there's a contagion or anything like that?
1: Yeah, so it's kind of like a tough thing. I mean, like at the same time is like this is all free market and we don't want to recreate the same things where we just come and intervene whenever we feel like it's necessary type thing, um, because once you do that once, it's kind of like, where does it stop? But then there all are all ours. There's also these emergency situations where it's just necessary to protect the health of the liquidity and just the protocol in general. Um, So what we're seeing right now in osmosis is actually a proposal. There's like six proposals that are live for this. And they talk about removing liquidity from the UST and Luna pools um, and kind of like unbonding all those assets. And what they did in the proposal was they said, Hey, if quorum reaches this percentage, we're going to, make this upgrade before the proposal is even done so right now there's not really like an emergency like a formal emergency way to do it um but like right now we're kind of seeing on the fly that kind of evolving of like hey how can we like make emergency upgrades on the fly without like you know ruining governance and like violating that you know because that's also a (laughs) <laughs> like what's the whole point of governance? yeah like you want to be
5: decentralized but you also to exactly. protect users so it's like, exactly. like where's your trade-off there
1: yeah so I think like what's cool is like right now we saw is like hey if we reach this quorum with votes then we're going to go ahead with it early um, and that's not violating governance because that was a you know part of the proposal that was on chain um, but I think what we're going to also see here soon is like different voting periods for different types of proposals like i think you're right there's certain emergency situations that we need to be have a plan for um and have, be ready to take action and have a way to do that um but yeah it's like it's something that we're just kind of now realizing like yeah like we definitely need to just have a plan like cool we're figuring it out now but like if this something like this happens in the future we, we definitely need a plan that we can just rely on and be able to do quickly and not have to wait like a if, week before we do that. it
5: yeah, it feels like you kind of need like an oracle like monitoring the secondary chains like validators and if there's like validator shutdown then it like shuts off its interchain accounts or something. You know, like some sort of on-chain monitoring mechanism.
1: Yeah. So as far as like if that chain went down and the validators weren't running and like that chain's halted, they wouldn't be doing any more calls or interactions through interchain accounts, um but those assets still live on those other chains. That's, like, the only problem. So I think yeah. one thing, too, is, like, you know, creating a firewall for IBC. Like, right now, there's, like, there was there was some people kind of taking advantage of some UST ARBs. Like, Kava had it coded hard-coded in that no matter what, UST was worth a dollar. So it didn't, like, take any Oracle feeds. It didn't realize anything that was going on. And people were still able to take UST over to Kava and, like, exchange it for, like, a dollar's worth of their... Stablecoin, which was like USDX or whatever. um So there's times where it's like, hmm, like, yeah, Terra's down, but there's still UST that lives on these other chains and they're still sovereign assets. But we all realize that this is not something that should, needs to keep going around and we need to put a stop to it. um So I think we're going to see a couple different things come from this as far as like when there are catastrophes like this or like meltdowns or like contagions, you know, I think that's a really good word. Um, finding ways to isolate it even more than it is
5: now can you do it at the smart contract level like because those tokens are essentially on the smart contract token account right and so like are you able to
1: some some are smart contract tokens but some are base native sdk tokens so what it would really come down to is just the consensus of the chain like hey we at this point are going to like 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 i said osmosis is going through right now like there's ust and luna that lives on osmosis and it's locked up in a pool for 14 days that you know nobody can do anything with um so it's like you know how do we take quick action like right now there's not really a great way to do that um but we're gonna have to come up with one for sure
5: thanks thank you thanks for entertaining all my
1: deep dive question <laughs> yeah, of course i love answering them i love uh talking about this stuff so keep asking them if you got any more
7: yeah so on on Terra, just to kind of piggyback off that like so they would do these things called lock drops where essentially you're um you're kind of just like loaning the protocol like you know whatever 500 bucks a thousand bucks and they kind of give you almost like ico kind of stuff like you'll get x number of tokens uh is kind of how they were doing their launches to kind of keep keep things kind of uh, you know as fair as they as it could be without um and so i think like as this was all going down a lot of them did like these pseudo you know emergency proposals in within their own like you know for instance uh mars protocol was one as like a credit lending uh platform on terra like you know they they did like a thing where you know they wanted they understood that, you know, by the second or third day when it was looking like, you know, we had minted like whatever, a trillion Luna or something that, uh you know, it, it made no sense to have this, you know, you're locking it up for, you know, six months or a year or whatever. And the longer the you lock it, the more tokens you got, at, you know, at Genesis. And so they they passed these emergency uh, votes to essentially just uh, kind of throw in the towel and say, hey you know, obviously people voted yes. And we could actually go access those funds instead of, you know, waiting the six month to 12 month period. So I imagine, you know, something like that might be, you know, feasible to kind of solve for some of these emergency type situations. Um, I mean, I don't know how difficult that would be to kind of programmatic. And I don't know if they, they just went in and someone went and pushed some buttons to make it, but then we were able to go on to those protocols and, uh, uh you know withdraw those funds that were supposed to be locked for you know x period of time um hey ust is almost at 25 cents uh for all all my ust that
5: i have left from the mars lock
8: drop
7: (laughs) yeah yeah so i mean yeah i've been i i mean i saw anchors at like i I mean i'm saying a dollar 20 whatever but i'm i'm sure that's in ust um but yeah i've just been kind of going around collecting all my stuff and just you know whenever we get a little pump like this i'll I've been trying to egress it out, uh, s- some way, some. Do you form. think it's worth
5: holding on to the USD? <laughs> like, if they do, like a fork, like is it gonna matter?
7: Yeah, I, 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 don't know. I, I have, I still have a whole boat, boatload of Luna that I bought at like the bottom, just because I, all my money felt trapped anyway. So I was like, screw it, maybe something'll happen. But yeah, I don't know. Something's, it's been pumping at night, so I feel like at nighttime is usually when you get like these weird weird kind of pumps but oh uh, yeah it's sitting at 25 yeah, the problem right is now. my
5: cost basis is so high because like all my luna essentially that i have now is from like people yoinking
7: nfts that i had up when the network <laughs> was super cheap yeah i lost i lost a couple hellcats that way for like 40 luna when like 40 luna was like before it was sub a penny, <laughs> so
5: yeah, dude, I lost like 200 Luna NFTs. Just like, I was oh. just, like, damn, like, people probably well, didn't
1: even think about that. while everything going on, all that, dude, NFT I, I didn't too.
5: think of it at all. And then I had like some email from Terra Finder that was like, You sold blah blah blah. I was like, No, like, I didn't.
9: <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah.
5: Can we do a
3: rollback, please? <laughs> but yeah, that one kind of hurt. <laughs> And maybe uh, you know, we can just
1: copy all those NFTs over to, to Stargaze or on Juno or something just as, you know, how my is market, the experience <laughs> on
5: uh, Stargaze for NFTs? I haven't been over there.
1: It's super smooth. So they haven't released their marketplace yet. That could be wrong because they could have released their beta like literally this morning or today or something. Um, but it's super smooth to mint. Um it's really easy. To go on there. You can mint multiple at a time. They have limits on what they can do. Or, how, like, on how many you can own or whatever. So, right now, what it is is pretty much just like a launch pad for, uh, to mint your NFTs. But, like, there's never any like bottlenecking or any like minting issues. It's just like, you better hurry up and get your, your, uh, your NFT before it sells out. Like, if it's like that, because like when they first launched, there was a project that sold out in like less than a minute. Um, and like nobody had it, there was nobody complaining, like, oh, my transaction failed or blah, 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 blah. Um, like it just works um so it's been really cool and really smooth so far and then they already have integration like mobile integration with the kepler wallet too which is really cool um i think that's like you know an advantage for nfts right off the back
7: yeah i mean i i've minted several uh stargaze nfts and coming from Terra, like it's it's a pretty solid um i mean just the minting experience obviously the marketplace i haven't i haven't seen it yet um I think they have like two proposals out about the marketplace, like the contract upload and like, I guess, like releasing the marketplace. Um, but minting has been awesome. Um, I'm definitely excited to see like what the marketplace looks like and um, and and see how they kind of progress through. You know, obviously just being a a minter. Um, but yeah, it's pretty it's pretty solid. I would I would almost the look and feel of like the minting process is kind of give me a little bit of like luart art vibes so it seems like they they have a really i i like the ui that they have so far like i said obviously you know buying and selling on a marketplace i mean there's a lot of ways you can kind of maybe make it not very user friendly but um so far the launchpad part has been been pretty solid so i i'm i'm excited for it um i really hope some some of the terra guys uh it seems like a no brainer to me man you don't have to like recode everything like you have your community here if anything you're going to expand your Gonna make your tent a little bit bigger by sticking in the cosmos. Like I don't know, it's it's weird to see like some of them discussing like ex- people are going to Algram, people are going to Solano. It's just like it's kind of kind of crazy, but I guess we'll. we'll I'm see. kind of
5: stoked that cats is coming to Solano, man. Like the Solano NFT scene is actually popping off pretty good. Like it'll do. I think they're making it more for a choice of marketing, honestly. Like it'll do non derivative products a lot of good um, to move over there. I think.
1: Cool yeah. yeah. They, want, they want to go where that liquidity's at for those, like you said, the non derivative products, like not everywhere <clears throat> is just like has a bunch of extra cash to flow around if it's not in DeFi and that's And there's that's a bunch of ETH
5: whales moving in. So like if you want, you know, to get that liquidity, like that's kind of where the sink is right now.
1: That's understandable. Uh but there's also for uh for NFTs, there's gonna be Evmos too, which is just gonna be like, you know copy paste your solidity code for any nft you can do over there um but then there's secret as well which has some cool nfts um and cosmos Haas over here is an nft to jen um so you can tell you a little bit more about secret nfts if he's on the mic
8: (laughs) yeah what up what's up i do it it's it's been i've been in mourning all week man Oof, man yeah yeah, to be honest with you even before this luna thing happened i was like gonna take not not a break but just like chill out a little bit enjoy life and weather and i'm gonna be doing some traveling i'm going to the permissionless event on monday and then i'm gonna be going to texas i probably won't go to cosmoverse because i mean i don't know it's just I i don't really feel like it anymore but yeah it's it's been it's been a little bit of a bad week man and I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm like hearing you guys talk, and you're motivated, and like I just have like zero motivation right now, whatsoever. It's really, it's really unfortunate, but it is what it is, I guess, you know. But, uh, but like secret though, I love their NFTs, man. Like the privacy by default smart contracts, they're basically what's up. I I mean, I feel like in the future that secret is going to be the place to go to get your nfts i mean it's really cool what they have you can you can buy and you can sell uh, you know nfts without the whole world knowing about it basically so like um just the way the way it operates you know like if you buy a, an nft on any of these other chains then your your docs forever someone can just follow every move you do it's kind of annoying um so it's not like you're you're you can't disclose your information for taxes or whatever you want to do on secret network because it, it has that functionality as well. So I just think secret network is future proof in my opinion, but hell, what the hell do I know? I, I basically shilled Luna for the last two months. <laughs> it, hey, does about. lost? Does anybody, I lo- literally lost everything. So I mean, whatever, you know what I mean? Does, does
4: anybody know like when the Stargaze? because I thought, I thought that he was in here the other day and he said that it was going to be later that night and then it never it's oh, I think it's on Monday. It's the the marketplace for Stargaze. It's coming out Monday, right? I think they were going to
1: launch it and like, but then they were like, hmm, we actually have to get these smart contracts and stuff passed through governance. So I guess we got to wait for the the votes to pass. Uh,
8: I see. Yeah, I have I have some <laughs> I have like I swear I have like a couple hundred NFTs on Stargaze like different ones. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I have quite a know. few.
4: I'm ready okay. to start seeing how the volume is whenever the marketplace comes out. Hopefully it's good. I I think it I think a lot of people will be like they'll be interested to start it because, you know, the token is so cheap, so it's it's really easy to get in and get a fat bag of tokens and
8: yeah. start buying NFTs. It'll be fun. I essentially the way I'm operating with NFTs, I have no allegiance anymore to any blockchain. If I like the art or like the community or whatever it has going on for it, I'm going to get it. I don't care if it's on Solana, I don't care if it's on Ethereum, Algorand. I don't give a shit anymore. So it's like I've been just looking at all these cool ass NFTs and I know it's a really shitty time to buy NFTs or like promote NFTs or do any of it because it's just like whenever your market is so wrecked right now. So it's not financial advice, but it's kind of it's kind of not smart to like buy NFTs unless you can get a really good deal on something. And you're like, all right, that's a cool deal or like this. Uh, like, I, I I really am looking forward to my NFT that I have, the uh, Orbital Apes. It's a really cool product that they got community. It's on Evmos. You get essentially trading fees on Orbits, which is going to be the main marketplace on Evmos. So, you know, it's not just a cool piece of art you get a part of the community. It's also going to be a play to earn game. So like, there's more than just like the art behind it. I think it's going to be really big. So I don't mind saying, Hey, you guys should probably look into buying something like that. If you want a cool NFT, cause I think they're cool anyways, but then they got more going for it. And, you know, I think Evmos is is going to be pretty big and it's unfortunate, like with the halt, um, you know, like on a personal level, why this has been so devastating for me is so like, whenever Evmos was launched the first time i unbonded about 65 percent of my osmo and um lunapool and um which was like basically just a gigantic stack like where if i wanted to sell it all i probably wouldn't have to work the rest of my life but anyhow i unbonded all of it to buy Evmos, and then that bullshit happened so i'm like yeah, I'll, I'll rebond it for four um for for 14 days so then i did that and then Again, Evmos was going to come out, which it did, and then it was going to list on, you know, get IBC enabled, which it did. And so I'm like, all right, whatever. But I had it unbonded. Like when I knew they were going to come out again, I unbonded my 14 days, and I had it ready to go. And then I ended up saying, screw it, I'm going to do I'm going to do Ethereum over to, um, to to the fusion and grab Evmos. So I swapped all my Luna, not all of it, but a bunch of my Luna to ETH. And then I did that and then like Nomad didn't work for me twice and I got rugged on a bunch of gas and I said, fuck it, like I'm pissed, I'm just going to go back to Luna. So I swapped my ETH, like a rage, I raged my ETH over to Luna, put it in the pool, and then you know the rest of that story. So, you know, I just got really rugged multiple times. <laughs> it's like I felt, it's not even that I got rugged, you know, like Luna rugged, it was just like all these different factors which i should have just like said screw it so the lesson learned for people out there that got rugged whenever you have a decision that you want to make and you you know what you're going to do like don't go back to the other decision like i should have just either stayed in eth like i was going to but i was so pissed off at nomad because i got rugged on my my transactions that I said, you know, I raged back over Luna, like, IBC is the way, like, I'm just going to keep my IBC because it's smooth. I can transact instantaneously and it's low gas, which it is, and it always will be. Um, But, or just, you know, I think the two chosen ones, unfortunately, regardless of of the outcomes is like Bitcoin and Ethereum are going to be here to stay. So like, if you need to like, you know, you want something that you think you're not going to get rugged on, i don't think you'll ever get rugged on those two so like even if you don't like either protocol like you don't like bitcoin or you don't like ethereum like if you want some po- cash to park and in, in crypto and you're like you don't want to have to worry about any type of rug just go for those two and just park it there you know what I mean? like
3: you'll be I feel cool. like
8: nothing is safe
4: nowadays hoss like it's just like you saw netflix people thought netflix was the most you know like i know it's not crypto but i mean i'm just saying like and every time you think something is so secure
8: it, it, something happens they just have like, they just have so many deals ugh. though like they have so many partnerships and they have so many banker money i just feel like and, it, and, it and,
4: relies and, on vitalic too much like if he goes no, 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 away no, no. for some reason i'm talking like, about man, i'm talking would, about all the, dump. <laughs>
8: i'm just talking about all i'm talking about all the people they have involved and all the big money and all the wells and all the all the partnerships and just like those two yeah. have, I like, know, but I mean, like, USC if the main has, guy, like, like if, Luna, if something
4: happened to Vitalik, it would be it would be devastating for that
8: price. I already know. Like, it would be... Yeah, it's it's just, <laughs> devastating, but you're not going to go to zero, like, lunatic. Oh, well, like, yeah. You don't have some abrasive asshole being a jerk all the time and, like, just, like, antagonizing people with money calling them names and being, like, a cavalier. You know what I mean? Like, they basically just, like, hush-hush and trying to make side deals was, like, the SEC and all those type of people. So, like, they're cool. Like, they're doing it the smart way, you know what I mean? Like you just gotta lay low. You don't have to be a jerk all the time. Like when you do that, you're gonna put a target on yourself. So like Ethereum's oh, no, gonna be saying. Ethereum's gonna be around and Bitcoin's gonna be around. Like if not, then it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Nothing's gonna work. So like they're also like the most monetary
5: security, the most liquid tokens. Like what they did to attack terror wouldn't have been possible with Bitcoin and ETH because just the market size is too big. Like you can't attack the network like that.
8: I would say no. Ne- I will never say never, though. But
5: I mean, yeah, obviously. Okay, if you can get two thirds of the validator stake on Ethereum, yes, you can take it over. But very few people in the world have that much money at this point. It's only sovereigns, so like, yeah, if a, attack country hated Ethereum, like they could bring it down for sure. You know, but it's definitely like a different level than like a banker with a billion dollars. You know, there's a lot more people who can borrow a billion dollars from a bank. They can borrow like hundreds of billions
4: yeah i just hate any coin that has a centralized head person because like you know people can die like stuff can happen to people so it's like for me that's why i was interested in cosmos is that like it's distributed in a way to where you know it's the best distribution i've seen so far to alleviate that problem but That's why I get excited about Cosmos and other uh, like all the projects. Well, it allows each
5: project to be a founder, right? Which is the decentralization of the founder, which is kind of awesome.
8: Yeah, I just hope it works out, man. Like for all of our sakes, you know. I don't. I'm. I'm not a negative person right now. I'm a little bit negative because of what happened, but I'm just saying. Like, I try to always look to, and I. I do at times have a trouble like trying to predict the future. Obviously, no one knows, but. I try to think of the value accrual, like what is going to actually bring in value? What is going to bring in uh, money? What is going to bring in like, why do we need it? Why do we need to pay for this token? Like, what do we need this token for? That's going to bring in the actual value as opposed to like, okay, you, you know, you stake this token and you're just getting more of those tokens. But like, why, why do we need that token? You know what I mean? Like I've been trying to do that a lot, especially since this rug that I'm like, why do I need this token? Like, OK, I get why, because it's, you know, to run transactions on that. But like, is it going to be necessary in the future? Like, that's what I'm just trying to look for. I'm just trying to, you know, like what's cool about crypto is it's like if you're use like a baseball metaphor, you know, if you fell seven out of 10 times as a hitter in baseball, you're considered like a great baseball player, especially as a hitter. So like you got to use that same strategy with baseball. Like you know, a lot of us probably took big ass. Like we would go up to the plate and we were taking monster cuts. We we might have struck out a little bit, but we were when we did make that contact, we were making it worth it. And we did that with Luna, and you know we just we struck out basically. We totally struck out. But like what I like about IBC is that I think you know one of these one of these guys has to has to get her back. You know whether it's. Adam, osmo juno secret you know comdex ngm you know persistence like one of these guys i think will get our back so i mean it might take two three years you know you know which you know obviously it sucks but i think eventually one of these guys will will bring us bring us back to to where we were so to speak especially if you were in big on luna
5: yeah a lot of people aren't like a fan of permission blockchains but honestly like Permission blockchains hooking up to non-permission networks, like, is where you'll get mass adoption. You know, like a lot of these companies, they don't want their books like public. You know, but if they could hook into a public internet and then send that off, like they're fine with that, right? And Cosmos provides you that, unlike any other chain.
8: So yeah, actually, like, so like if anyone has my background, I've been in finance and accounting, actually, like government work and everything. And, you know, right now what's going on is you got these old dinosaurs that are in office, especially the, they've been there forever. And, um, you know, some of them, they just at the end of the day, they, they don't want crypto to, to take over the bank intermediaries. Like, so we're, it's a, just a big battle right now. And I think people that are trying to do an algorithmic stablecoin, especially pegged to the USD, They're just they need to stop like it just can't happen. It's not going to happen at least until some of these dinosaurs pass away, because I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it's just weird how none of them talked about it. And as soon as they talk about UST, then this happens like it's just it's I don't believe in coincidences. I never did. I was always told there's no such thing. And I, I don't think there is so. You know, fuck you, no, dude, this was 100
5: percent coordinated. With yeah. You. So, like, like there's no was, way like regulation is in the back rooms being debated currently on. that. Yeah, house.
8: it's it's all big, you know, like in general, like I've learned this in my life that life's just a big stage. And, you know, they obviously coordinated it. And maybe if, you know, I'm not saying I'm not going to blame all of it on, though, but like say he wasn't as confrontational or he was actually trying to bring value. With these regulators or the country, like just more a little bit centralized. I just don't think there's ever going to be, at least until these old people pass away in office, especially in America. Because America runs everything. I mean, I hate to say if you're in other countries, cool, that's awesome, but America runs everything. You know, whether you like it or not, they do. They always will. It's all about power. And they're not just going to relinquish it. Like some old guy that has all these deals with all these banks, they're not going to be, like, hey, you know what, let's just let UST get to you know, a hundred billion dollars and then maybe a trillion, like they're not going to let that happen. So they said, you know what, this is getting too big, too fast. Boom. Let's just take it out. And they just coordinated it. Boom. It wiped it out quick. And it makes, it makes me worried. It makes me scared, but I got into this and I was, I put whatever I put in it. And I said, I'm willing to lose it all. And hell I might, I might, you know, it is what it is, but at least I tried, you know, at least we're trying, but I just think the whole concept of like a completely decentralized, stable coin yeah man i would love that you know what i mean i think we all would that's why we're here but i just think this whole notion that it's gonna work i I just don't think it's going to and this was just a this was a point blank case like hey it got too big got too fast too big too fast we wiped it out and they'll do it again so just be careful people out there
5: saw that they couldn't they didn't stop like distributed networks fast enough essentially blockchains, and they were like oh fuck like stable coins are coming in like, we better fucking shut that shit down before it takes over, too. You know, like, and, and they're all bankers, right? So Doquan's out there, like, yelling in their face exactly, like, how to monetary attack the system. And they're like, you know what? These blockchain networks, we can't take down the network. but We can take down these stable coins. Like, I don't know. It just seems, like, way too obvious for me to be, like,
8: any sort of coincidence.
5: Especially, like, yes. the week Janet Yellen is coming up. Yeah,
8: it's yeah, it wasn't like some, you know, very intelligent people were just like, you know what, we just want to make a bunch of money. Yeah, I'm sure that was a part of it, too. But yeah, there was there's talks that shit didn't just happen organically. Like some guys were just like, you know what, let's just make a bunch of money and just mug, you know, just rip off everyone. Maybe they did. But I think there was a little bit of coordination there with people higher up, you know what I mean? So like, it is what it is. I just think it's slow and steady. So like, that's why I always like IBC in general. Like I hate to say like I loved I love Terra what they did but initially like when I think of like IBC and I've always like the Cosmos ecosystem like I really ne- didn't necessarily think like Luna was just a part of that like they kind of came over which is cool but like I think the rest of the chains they've always kind of had more of a slow and steady approach like you know people like well what's the w- what's Adam doing like no one ever knew for a while like they're just trying to build for the future and you know, I think the slow and steady approach is a little bit better, yeah, you're not gonna get what you want on your returns, probably in a short term, but it's just slow and steady build build the tools for the future, you know be professional, you know it, you just can't I don't know I just think when you when you act like that, and that's another thing like go with your gut, so like me as an investor, I've been investing my whole life. I always have one one role one, one, one of many roles one of the first one was. Is never invest in someone that you like can't ha- like you couldn't have a drink with unless you wanted to slap them in the head because they were just so annoying, and like Doe was always that for me. But I just loved like what what Luna was, you know, the the community. But I couldn't, I never could stand him because he was b- probably the least professional human being in, on the planet, and um, you know, so I just never liked his approach. And not saying that's why this happened, obviously, but that was just one role. I always said to myself never invest in a company that has a figurehead that like you literally couldn't even have a conversation with that, you know, a real conversation. I never felt like that with him. So that was one thing I went against my, my gut. So like, you know, just whenever you have like things that you want to do or your goals, never dif- differentiate from them. Like I'll never do this again. So like I learned this, it's all about learning lessons. You know, I, I'm not going to I'm not gonna invest ever again the rest of my life in someone that like I just don't like as a human being. Like I just think they're not a good person. So that's that's one thing. Dude, so. I don't
5: even know if it's like
8: actually possible to have the US dollar as
5: like on chain because the US dollar is inherently a trusted asset. You know what I mean? Like the only reason it's stable is because the US government keeps it stable. Like it inflates the supply the same way Luna was doing it, but it does it off chain. You know, and so like it's a like you you're literally trying to bring like a trusted asset on the chain. And it's like, I don't know if that will ever work. Right. Because like you don't have the data on chain to maintain that price.
8: Yeah. And the only thing I was thinking of that could potentially work is since IBC is all connected, and there's data going and packets of information going back and forth instantaneously. Maybe they can have, you know, like a fund that essentially is like one to one on literally every asset total in like cosmos like you know some sort of like like a fund at most and then you just get Dude, one that might one. actually work because then like you're something
5: concentrated in a single app right you're
8: yeah you're exactly like so a
5: bag between them which is fucking great
8: yeah then maybe you can create a token that has you know like like some sort of that token sits in between yeah that sits in between yeah. and takes
5: the volatility yeah
8: exactly and then it could be yeah exactly because like even when the shit hits the fan, you know, NGM might pump or persistence might pump or Osmo might pump. Like, you know, they're not all coordinated. Like a lot of them do run together, but if you had some, it'd be just basically you have like a diverse portfolio as a stable coin. So it's like your whole entire IBC assets. Like every chain gets a piece, even the freaking meme coins. Like, it's just like, it's just a part of the equation, you know, like every token that gets on there, whether it's a ship coin or it's a legit tech, maybe you can vote on it like no we don't want these like meme coins to be a part of the portfolio i don't know but like something like that may work i don't ever think one-to-one with luna and tara was trying you know like with uh ust i don't think that it ever will work at least and not not until like i said I- until people completely agree with crypto and i don't know if that's going to happen with the government so like you can't they well,
5: because want because our banks like they would have the same problem if we all went and tried to withdraw our liquidity you know, like the only there, reason it doesn't happen is because it's a trusted environment where they can literally turn it off. Right. Yeah,
8: it, it's just, yeah, it's just the big scheme, you know what I mean? Because think about it, like if I if I have a million dollars and I, I want to go and I'm like, hey, let me get a million in gold from the bank. Like they don't do that, you know, back in the day they used to. But now it's just, the, it's just all on faith, you know, it's like, hey, like this dollar is worth a dollar because we say it's worth a dollar. But really, it's not worth a dollar, you know what I mean? Like or else there wouldn't be inflation and all this shit that's man-made. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I Like I said, I think at the end of the day, one of the lessons I learned is if I'm trying to park cash, like I'm uh, in crypto not like go back to like the actual dollar, I'm probably just going to go to Bitcoin, maybe even Ethereum. Depends. I'm, not, I'm, as much as I love Cosmos and everything in it, I don't know if I'm just going to park cash with you know, maybe USDC because it's kind of like a like they circle and all them. You know, they got. I think that'll survive. I would never just park, park it in tether. You know, I, I would never do that. But um, yeah, it's, it's just it's it's a lesson to be learned. You know, like none of us thought something that big could just crumble so fast. Like it literally just it was sickening how fast it just literally was a meme coin. You know, it was like hey, it was a hundred dollars in a week ago, now it's <laughs> worth nothing. Literally.
5: It's so like algorithmically planned programmed to go to zero. And people are like, I'm gonna go long here at one cent. I'm just like,
1: dude, do you even know Luna works? <laughs> bro, bro, lying, it works? I really was planning to go to infinity, you know? But it wasn't it's, the 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 uh the value it was the wrong way.
7: Program. Went the wrong way. <laughs> Asymptotically to zero. Yeah, it's so depressing.
8: Like I have like a UST on all kind of shit, and I don't even care anymore. It's like what the fuck? What am I gonna get hundred dollars out of all that? Like it's not even worth my time. It's just it is what it is. I'm just <laughs> yeah. It's, I, crazy. it's I crazy. I don't even think it's
1: necessarily a problem of like what it's backed by. Honestly, I think that at in, in our current stage, anything that tries to peg itself to the dollar, the United States is going to come after and say, "Hey, you better either play by our rules and like become like a bank, or we're gonna or something unfortunate is going to happen to you." <laughs> you know, um, yeah. but uh, I, I'm I'm so I'm so. IMSO yeah it is I'm so no you got IMSO. it it's
10: I'm so yeah <laughs> <Okay>. yeah intergalactic <laughs> intergalactic monkey space odyssey so I went ahead and tagged Solana Chris because that's how a lot of the Solana cats know me but anyway I just wanted to say something Cosmos uh with the the fire I don't even know what that is I don't know what your PFP is dude with the horns but that shit's fire so whatever that is fire um if you have a million dollars in your bank account right now, you should see what kind of a fucking hassle it is just to ask your bank for $10,000 in cash, okay? I've been now, there, done that a million dog, times. Dog, now you under, they try to, Wednesday. Wednesday for who, motherfucker? Like, you know what I mean? That's crazy. The numbers say it, you give it to me. And, and a lot of people don't understand, like, the, the banks, like, okay, yes. Did we see a capitulation implosion on Luna? Yes. Could I tell you exactly how it happened as far as not from like a code level, but just like financially, how does it occur? Well, leverage is involved and the algorithmic way of stabilizing that, well, re-pegging it to the U.S. dollar on top of the flex of the $10 million in Bitcoin. It was just a clusterfuck. A whale came in, took enough leverage to open the short as they use their assets. Yeah, from the... Yeah,
8: from there, right. he, did over the, he did over the counter, you know.
10: And then every I time guess. we saw, every time we see, you know, the re-pegging, we notice those shorts close down, which is implying that that person is watching that re-peg happen, probably grabbing longs, and then rinse and repeat. But each time you don't re-peg to a dollar, first time you re-peg to 95, second time you re-peg to like 86, And then people start to notice and they start to be like, well, fuck, this whale is rinsing Luna and we could rinse Luna too. And then people start rinsing Luna and next thing you know, this is where we're at. But if you bought it with, Five zeros yesterday morning or whatever. Yeah, you're up 100x. But like Dude said, it's a meme coin at this point, right? Like from an analysis standpoint, there is no way to analyze this token. Like you can look at it on the hourly and the four hour, but you're not getting a daily read. Like literally the daily reads are still negative. Like you're positive as long as you're above the number zero. Well, that's not possible. Right. <laughs> so that math is off. So it's really, it's really fucked. But does that mean that, like, you know, now that it has this inflation to it, and then can it start to become deflationary again? And over time, could it, you know, could it maybe do something like eight cents or something like that or 10 cents? Like, I suppose. And a lot, I'm not even saying that it will. Like, even one cent would be a fucking miracle at this point. But like, people, who think, Chris? That's crazy. It was a hundred dollars. Yeah, but there's six hundred and fifty billion of them now. So if it was a hundred dollars, it would have dude. It's higher like forty trillion now or some shit. Yeah,
1: it's trillions.
10: Yeah, just yeah. no 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 no. What the circulating like what you can see that is out there six hundred and fifty. Billion, I'm pretty sure you can go look at it on coin market cap. They traded like even, which was even crazier that they traded like two billion dollars in volume yesterday. How the fuck? But uh, yeah, right now, I believe there there might be a printed supply of how much ever made the difference. I guess you're right because it went so many zeros. I suppose they would have had to make up for that. But it doesn't really matter because whoever's holding those tokens, if they're not selling those tokens, That's actually a big deal. Now, could they in the future? Yes. Would I be looking at this as any kind of investment? No. But does it kind of remind me of like Sheeb? It does, except for all the hype and the narrative and the marketing is already there for it. So you're going to see people like get burned by this. You're probably going to see people talk about it going back to a dollar, which is just mathematically doesn't add up right no that would be more than the market cap of the entire exactly (laughs) right well even 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 if you just count what what coin market cap counts which is like 650 billion that still rivals what bitcoin (laughs) you know what i mean like fuck, that's not possible right (laughs) you're talking about an asset that was 44 billion at one point right so then let's do that math Okay, well, now $0.10 actually becomes like an obtainable target in some sort of incredibly bullish market, which implies that maybe one cold-ass day in hell, Luna really is one penny. All right, still sound like shit? Okay, well, right now it's four hundredths of a penny. Remember Doge at three hundredths of a penny? Now it's not going to $0.70, but like look at Doge right now at eight cents. So you do have to kind of look at Luna and say, well, fuck, there's liquidity there. There's people who were burned by it. There is a market. There are developers. It is actually an ecosystem. And even if you used to get an NFT for two Luna and now it costs you. Two hundred and fifty thousand Luna, it's still like. It's that's what Tezos does, right? Like it's sometimes it's 15 tezos, sometimes it's 27 tezos so or whatever, right? Hell, even in Solana, like, we just changed our mint price to three soul, but we do cross mint. So it's like, you could still pay with US dollars and not use your soul because we feel like dicks happening to do three is two soul mint. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, we're still getting less money. Like, even three soul, we're getting between 120 and 150. Before at two soul, it was like, on average 180 to 200 so we're still committing to the loss you know we're adjusting to the market people are forgetting like sandbox still has players mana still has players ethereum's still mining <laughs> like ethereum still works solana still works it all still works everything still works technically luna works ish right it's functioning like at the level of Cardano, you can't tell me it's not functioning at the level of Cardano or better, right? So it is. Dude, it's so probably it's like, better
5: than Cardano.
10: <laughs> yeah, it is because you can fun- you can you can. I'm trying to be nice here. You could actually still run DApps on Luna, right? So it's like multiple at one time. So like that's kind of a big deal. Uh, at the end of the day, though, is it a gamble that some people are going to keep taking? Probably. Are more people going to get burned because they forget that these tokens have nine zeros? yeah likely but when people start questioning things like tether and USDC it's like all right i don't know that much about USDC except for our government likes them which implies that they've got a finger on them not likes them but it's like less less uh hateful to them so like i feel like they've got a finger on them but with tether t- with tether they basically um you know they've kind of controlled this market since like 6K. So if you think it's insolvent, okay, what if? What if Tether has 75% of the allocated assets and not 100%? That's not crazy at all. That 25% could easily be raised in a seed round or private investors who want to keep it going. And then if you, like Cosmos had brought up, Look at your bank. you could have infinite amount of money in your bank, but when you go to ask for ten k, it's an argument because your bank is not actually liable to have any of the money that is in your account. like they used to have to keep ten percent cash reserves for all the money in all the accounts that they held. Your bank does not have to
1: did you rug yourself with
8: the mute? Nah boy, it's the it's the guys they're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> He's starting to get too conspiratorial, you know what I mean? Hey, it's one, Black thing I to, one thing I wanted to add to all of this, it's kinda of a little bit off topic. i it, it's getting on my nerves that people have I mean, I, I don't like saying evil things about anyone. I'm just that's not my type of personality. But I will say I have zero sympathy for Doe for the simple fact that I mean I don't know. Maybe he lost a lot of money, but the dude—I mean, you could look at his portfolio. The guy has—he owns everything. He's got plenty of money. He's, hes this didn't bother him whatsoever. He's probably not losing any sleep. So I don't—I don't know. That's my point about that because he owns all kind of shit. He has a big ass bucket of osmosis. He owns eight pea steak. I mean, he owns all kind of shit. He owns—he he owns uh, Flare Network. Like the dudes, he's got money. Everywhere. Although. Although he's, he didn't call his daughter ch- Luna, he did yeah, call his daughter Luna. Yeah, he might want to reconsider that now. But, he might. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, but no, so I
3: mean, yeah. Really
1: quick I wanted to. Uh, so, Callum, if you like, I want to get you see if you had what you wanted to say and chime in on this. And then Kevin uh, has been patiently waiting. He wanted to come talk about the uh, the developer fund that's going to be going up uh, on Juno. We have the uh, live proposal that's live now, so uh, I wanted to get to that really quick before we get too off track. But so,
3: Callum. How you doing, bud? Cheers to you as well, too. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm actually in a completely uh, inconclusive state, But yeah, now I'm glad we're here. We can uh, rebuild. At the end of the day, yeah, now we're we're doing good. But uh, yeah, Kevin.
9: Uh, Callum, sorry, it's it's a little hard to, to hear you. I think it's kind of going in and out, like a finger over the mic kind of situation, maybe. Parker,
11: okay, you go. I'll sort this out.
9: <laughs> no worries, man. I just want to make sure everyone can hear what you say. Um, uh, and, and Tricky, thank you so much. Um, and I've been listening. Uh, sorry I'm late as well. I've been uh, kind of uh, manning the, the Telegram and chatting with Terra developers uh, pretty extensively for for the last 48 hours in the Core 1 team at, at Juno as well um, to kick off this Terra Developer Fund. Um, I see that you have it pinned up here as well at the top of the chat, uh, so thank you for that. Um, strongly encourage uh, all of the Juno guys that are, that are in here to go vote on that as well. And for those that don't know, uh, it's a fund from the Community Developer Fund. Uh, when, when Juno was first originated, there was uh, probably the largest allocation to a Community Development Fund of any chain on the Cosmos a very aggressive uh, allocation towards that for exactly scenarios like this, uh, for the development and continuation of projects and for the community to have a hand in uh, providing funding for those directly as opposed to relying on strictly a developer fund or uh, the core team to, to create those expenditures. So uh, it is a community endeavor to uh, bridge the gap between Terra and Juno and to provide a Cosmosm-enabled chain that's proven and and able to take on new dApps and projects that want to migrate. And it comes with a lot of advantages, like the most recent versioning of Cosmosm and full IBC enablement, which opens a lot of opportunities to projects that uh, a lot of Terra guys have been using for a long time here. So uh, it it actually opens up a lot of development avenues for Terra developers, which is really exciting uh, and brings the full swath of offerings that IBC has as well so that, uh, Terra can fully communicate. Uh, well, for a long time, Terra had difficulty with communicating with many chains. Uh, it had limited IC- IBC enablement and uh, worked super well um, regardless, but that was a, a limitation that occurred. So um, this is an opportunity for a lot of projects to take advantage of that full IBC capability and to develop on a newer versioning of Cosmos. And, and it's also a very, very simple migration for those projects to come over to another chain. So because they speak the same language, they're both using Cosmos and and we have a more recent versioning on Juno, Uh, should be a a, a rapid uh, migration for those that want to do that. I know there's a lot of other networks in the Cosmos that are chatting through uh, with projects as well. And I'm sure that many will also start their own sovereign chains, which is really exciting. Um, I think the vast majority of people at Juno are ultimately IBC maximalists and and want to see all chains able to communicate to one another. So we see these really exciting opportunities. So we also want to do what we can to kind of dip into the Juno war chest at a time when it's needed most. So uh, that's where it stands right now. Uh, So far, the vote is going really, really well. We've had uh, an incredible turnout, which is uh, something that Juno has historically had, really, really great governance. um, And that's something that there's a lot of involvement in just to check right now it looks like we've had a turnout of uh let's see here yeah so we've had a current turnout of about 32.6 percent of the network went live a few hours ago uh, we're nearly at the quorum uh, which is the required threshold of voting for a prop to be valid um, so we're about a percent off from there uh in just the space of a few hours and i expect that this will uh, increase quite substantially over the next twenty four hours so far we're at about ninety six point six percent yes so it's looking great and uh, yeah that is kind of the latest update on that front and tell uh, them if you've sorted your uh, mic I'd love to have you back up here
11: yeah I have and I'm just gonna say that the cost versus benefit of coming to Juno and the latest versions is The fact you're probably more connected to the IBC network is, I'm just going to say the fact that Luna was a little bit separate. It came to, yeah, like Luna was always a bit separate because it came to its own exponential growth, and that's not a bad thing. But I think now we see the, uh, the fact that like, even though Luna has cataclysmically fallen, we can see that these people, these very talented individuals, uh, and we've shown with the Prop 23, which uh, I, I'm very much in favor of, they can be rehomed and we can, these skills are very transferable and we would welcome TASM in any Cosmos chain because at the end of the day, any benefit is, we all see it at the end of the day. If we're all IBCs maxis, which I am at the end of the day, very much cooperation, Maxi, that we can all benefit from this. And there are going to be lunar projects that spin out their own app chains, which we've already seen like whispers of that, that are going to be coming in the next few days. But if they need to house themselves on Juno, which I'm very willing to have those conversations with, I'm going to speak out in this unofficial Dev role that I have with because I, at the end of the day, believe in the projects I'm with. And I'm going to rehouse those people at the best abilities that I can because that's just what we do. And I tweeted out recently fucking putting down an ETH maxi because that's just what they do at the end of the day. They put themselves to take the L's. Like, Cosmos is always about fucking cooperation, and that's just what we do at the end of the day, we're not about one chain. We're about fucking millions at the end of the day. We're about maybe not millions, but hundreds of chains. It doesn't matter. We don't have the one chain. We have the app chains and they all sit in their purpose. Whereas ETH Maxis will still get confused that Cosmos and Cosmos hub are completely fucking different at the end of the day. So that's what I'm going to say. It's like, I'm tired of having to make that differentiation, but we're all here. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it work. And the fact that we can rehouse these people, I'm just gonna say, if Eve had a die failure, they wouldn't have anywhere else to go. Whereas in Cosmos, there's three whole chains where they can go. And I've had people reach out to me at the end of the day. And yeah, we're not done. If anything, Cosmos has come out stronger and it's battle hardened. The fact that chains have have coped with this, it's even better. But yeah, it's just such a shame that a lot of people have had had to gone through these hard times. But the fact that this prop, this one so like I'm so pro prop twenty three is even if they don't stay on Juno Chain, we should still provide for them because these are very talented devs and we need to keep them in the ecosystem the worst thing we could do is not provide for them and they would leave and that means no one benefits even if they don't stay on chain as in Juno or whatever like we need to we need to keep them in the ecosystem because their, their talent is is just completely fucking like it's invaluable because there's very few of us and that's what I'll say at the end of the day is even if they don't stay on chain and a lot of people's opinions on prop 23 is like we need to benefit we need to make sure they stay on Juno no we don't at the end of the day cosmos benefits from other chains because they the IBC framework is that that we can just like seamlessly communicate with each other and we are going to see that this year to the extent that no one is aware of we're going to see cross-chain contract calls we're going to see everything this year and it's going to be it's why i'm so bullish even in these hard times the fact that like we're going to see cross-chain calls we're going to see dows like liquidity pulling on osmosis we're going to see Everything. It's why I struggle to differentiate from these uh huh. opinions that hold. At the end of the day, Mike's on. Here I'm we go. Guitar raps. You
6: want to ask some English people? Getting get some trouble? Yeah, Jimmy,
11: your mic's on. <laughs> but yeah. Um, no. Sorry, go ahead,
9: Callum.
11: At the end of the day, I'm so bullish on this framework that we need to build on. That even if devs don't stay on Juno. It benefits us, right? We all want to cross communicate at the end of the day i b c is the nature, and maybe some of us believe in the app chain vision others other of us don't, but if we don't rehouse these devs, we're gonna lose a lot of big brains in the ecosystem right Absolutely. and that's what I'm gonna say at the end of the day. it's if we don't rehouse them they're going to fucking polka dot and that's a huge hell that's what i'm going to say <laughs> cuz i've been beefing them for a while other than the composable finance guys fair play to them don't they're mean, all gonna, they're
8: I... all they're all mostly going to stay around i mean it doesn't make sense for them not to anyways and not only that i mean in theory they could spin up their own chain if they want to you know what i mean so like yeah we do need to Keep them here. I, I think most of them will. I, I don't see the point
9: of not doing that,
8: you know. So that's all we can hope for.
9: Totally, and and it it's very much so that IBC is such a, uh, it's a it's a massive protocol enhancement over any other chain, and and provides so much interoperability that that these protocols depend upon. So I think that's a crucial component. It's a huge value add that I don't think anybody can ignore and. Um, I also want to say for any projects in here, uh, big or small, uh, as well as independent developers uh, and community members, uh, the Juno grants uh, page has been put up uh, as well uh, for anyone who wishes to apply proactively. Uh, of course, the funds need to be freed up by governance, but it looks like that proposal uh, with some some good fortune will be coming through uh, in short order. Uh, but for, for the case of people who want to get a jump on that, uh, we do have a grants page up on the Juno website, which is just junonetwork.io and then forward slash grants. And you can find that link on my profile as well. Um, I've posted it on the proposal tweet. That's also, that proposal tweet is pinned in here, but uh, for anyone who's kind of looking to kind of start discussions immediately and build on Juno itself, uh, we'd love to accommodate that and help out in any way we can We've got a brilliant developer team who can assist in migrations and uh, funding that we can provide as well to kind of help bridge the gap so go ahead and check that out juno network.io forward slash grants
12: cool um guys i want to start off sorry i want to start off by saying um i'm incredibly um excited and incredibly you know thankful to the support of everybody in in cosmos and juno uh and it's you know been a tough time for a lot of people here on Terra. you know many projects got completely wiped out you know the entire treasuries um many were in luna got even more wiped out and you know there's obviously it's been a fair bit of carnage but at the same time i'm actually more hopeful for the future as it really gives us a lot of opportunity for a fresh start, and to really take the knowledge and the skills that we've used over the past, you know, year year or so, building to bring to Cosmos. And I think, you know, especially in terms of the way that uh, you know Terra versus Cosmos is set up, I think we can bring a lot of value. And I know that Cosmos knows that, but we can bring a lot of value to Cosmos, not just from the DApp building perspective, but also from the UI/UX and onboarding perspective. This is something that Terra did really, really well. Which was the ability to really be focused on, you know, and there's still a long way to go with it. But being really focused on being able to bring in outside, like large amounts of outside uh, people and attention and all this sort of stuff into the ecosystem, and I think you know this is this is something that we're going to be able to bring to Juno and to um, you know all of cosmos in, in a huge way. I think I think there's there's still a lot of work ahead to be done in terms of you know how can we make onboarding so much easier for everyday users? How can we make uh, UX and usability is so much easier for everyday users, so that Cosmos and, and all these IBC chains get even more of the recognition and value and TVO and users that they actually deserve. So I think that's going to be huge. Oh yeah, I'm
8: I'm going to be getting off. And I just wanted to thank everyone because I kind of needed this uh this like how everyone's still you know building and looking forward to the future. And I I always am like that. This is the first time. Uh I guess you want to say uh if I was a boxer, I got knocked down. <laughs> I got knocked down, man. I lost the fight and I didn't have any extras. You know, it's like you you ever, if anyone's a boxing fan here, sometimes when boxers lose, they're just in complete denial. And I just like that's how I've been all week. I've been in such denial, man. Like the the thought of crypto just made me so or it just made me hinge. Like I trained so hard this week. I've been like working out again like real hard. I've been uh, I've been training like a maniac because it's just like that's the only outlet I had for like my frustration. Like I just wanted to like open my door and just yell the f word as loud as I could, just like every all every single day. So like this is like uh, a breath of fresh air, so to speak. It's kind of getting me back to being grounded and and looking forward to my my show tomorrow. I didn't really ask any devs, but you guys are always welcome to stop by and just excited to I guess hit the reset button because I think we're all going to be fine. It's just, um, it's just like a big hurdle and um, yeah, that's all. I just wanted to thank everybody because uh, I'm probably going to get off, get off now and go hang out with the wife. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, you know, for all of us, I'm not just trying to be selfish. I'm sure everyone's been going through some shit, but I had, uh, <laughs> I, I had too much exposure to Luna. Let's just put it that way. And uh, you know, kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Life will go on. So, Thank you, everyone.
12: Thanks for my talk. Yeah. What you say is, is, is I can relate to a lot, but I find that with me, I'm kind of like the kind of person that if I get hit, I actually get mad, but in a good way. So mm-hmm. if someone pisses me off or if I take a hit, like, I, you know, I lost seven figures in in, in this and, you know, I, like it pissed me off and, you know, it was annoying. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I kind of use that to fuel me and just go, you know, n- not not in a re- irresponsible way, like going and trying to, Salvage my losses trading crap stuff, but more in a pissed off ways of going like, okay, time to build, time to put your head down and 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 get to work. You know, it's like, well, okay, this happened, it sucks, it pissed you off, but you know, time to get to work and rebuild even bigger. So it's almost like a fuel, if anything, right? Like, uh, for some people, and 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 I know we'll all all we'll rebuild stronger than ever. And I think you know all of this will translate into Cosmos and it'll actually benefit the entire IBC. So
8: hell yeah, like I think uh you know one of the reasons I fell in love with with like Terra was just like the community too very passionate a lot of intelligent people i mean to be honest with you, I hate to say it, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dox anyone, but there's some very intelligent people that i want to be honest with you I wish i didn't meet them until right now actually because <laughs> i mean i i I'm not gonna lie I spent so much time on adam and and specifically osmosis like all all the other tokens in i b c and and kind of would reach out and just listen or have guys from, the, you know, the Terry ecosystem on my show or go stop on their shows to kind of just get touched up on. And I'm not going to blame, I'm an adult. I I do all my investments with my own, but I definitely kind of was like, man, these guys, this person's really intelligent. They know what they're talking about. I feel even more confident to keep, you know, swapping to that and buying more and, you know, so it, but, but in that same token, like, I think everyone will hopefully, um, you know, bring it over to cosmos and i think each app that was on Terra can find a way to add value to other existing chains and i also think that there's a possibility that some of them could potentially even start up their own chain i don't know like if they have the financial wherewithal because of what happened and all that but you know i think it just makes sense for everyone to stay put uh, we just have to learn from our mistakes and and um, slow and steady so to speak you know like i, I think um I, to be honest with you, the UST probably could have worked it just got so big so fast and you know i think it kind of put them on a the radar and i and i i'm not being a conspiracy theorist but i think it was just like all right enough of this we, we're we gonna take it out <laughs> and, the, and they just did they they pulled the it was like you're playing a video game and back in the day and you, and you couldn't save your progress you just had to keep your nintendo on the whole time and shut your tv off so you can <laughs> you can leave off and they were like nope power's off so um but yeah, I think um, we all can work on uh, the stablecoin thing. I kn- I think IOM had some talks in the communities, but I think it'd be pretty cool to have like a just like a a stablecoin that's just pegged to like all the assets in IBC. Like it's like you you know whatever. Let's pick. The, let's all vote on governance and pick the top whatever twenty tokens, 20, 30 tokens, and it can just be like a most like a you know like a four hundred one k almost with with all the assets that's pegged to the whole value of the ecosystem. Which would be kind of cool. So maybe that can work. I don't know. Just kind of spitfire but yeah, we we yeah, needed just... for
12: onboarding. We needed for onboarding, I think. But I, I'm also just going to say I'm going to jump down as well as well as
9: Cosmos. So keep going, Kevin. Uh, I got to I got to run. So, all right, cheers, Simon. Thanks, uh, Simon. I I, I did want to just expand on that a little bit um, on a project that's interesting. Uh, it's in early stages, uh, but they're launching their own chain. We we're currently validating the test net. That's called Defund. And it's a protocol that's looking to bring decentralized ETFs to the cosmos to for exactly this reason. And it's going to incorporate uh, Fuck, assets yes. as well, like uh, Bitcoin, ETH and, and, and many others. So it's a really promising protocol for exactly what you're talking about. And I think a lot of people would benefit from an easy way to, uh, you know, spread the age. So they're not all in one basket while still betting on IBC as a protocol. Um, one of my proposals as a validator on that network was to have an IBC uh, ETF and to have an ability for somebody to make a broader bet on all the chains and, and have that uh, fund be managed in a decentralized manner so that it doesn't depend on a single individual's uh, magic wand waving to create the basket of assets. So it's a really exciting project. I encourage everybody to check that as well. Uh, it's called Defund. And uh, uh, let's see. Defund finance yeah defund underscore finance on twitter really cool Testnet's going great bunch of amazing validators in there so excited to see what they do yeah man
8: i'm gonna step off but it was nice hearing all you guys i'm looking for tomorrow to just bullshit and talk about whatever keep this conversation going but uh yeah man thanks kevin i'll I'll look into that i think i have already i just i yeah it's just been a while uh but yeah there, there needs to be something like that because I do think there's a lot of good chains. There's a lot of good ideas. There's a lot of good utility, and like that's one of the many reasons I fell in love with IBCs. There's just so much going on. I think that we're essentially building each one of these chains for the most part is, is it's like a tool in your in your uh, toolbox. Like they're building legit tools for Web three. You know, and maybe maybe Web three is not a thing for the next five years. I don't know. I would love, I thought it was going to be quicker now. With this happening, I think maybe it's a little bit longer for it to like. When I when I say Web three, I mean essentially where everyone's using it. I I hope there's a day in our in the near future where like Web three is just like it, it is what it is. Like it's it's what everyone's using. So, but I think for that part to happen, I mean there's a lot of good shit in IBC. In I mean there's so much utility. So, you know. I think um, we're going to be okay, and I'm going to end it on that. I, I I really feel like one of the other chains is going to step up. Like I always said this when I did, like I say, not financial advice, but I always preach about having a diverse portfolio. And you know, I have a pretty diverse portfolio. Yeah, the I got I lost a lot of money with Luna, but it's like I still have a fighting chance. You know, I got all these other tokens in IBC, and I really think there's going to be some that are going to do some wonderful things in the future if crypto is what we think it's going to be. So. I'm um, looking forward to uh, talking to you guys tomorrow, and and thanks everyone for k- kind of giving me a little bit of a motivation jolt for to keep on keep on pushing. So thank you. Take care.
9: Thank you, Haas. Cheers, tonight,
8: Haas. See you in the morning. Later, buddy.
1: Yeah. All right, let's get to uh, some people that uh, got some hands. So let's go to Sunday,
13: then Callum, then we got Sandy. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I wanted to ask, uh, I, I'm, I don't know if this has been mentioned before, but um, uh, since this is a let's rebuild uh, uh, spaces, about the possibility of the LFG Foundation using the Bitcoins they have to buy and burn the outstanding or, you know, buy and burn the uh, the trillions of uh, Uh, Luna tokens out there, and if that's even a viable path forward from a legal perspective, because one of the things I've thought about is that LFG raised all of that uh, capital to buy Bitcoin to peg uh, or to support the UST. But the capital was you know it, it basically investor and vc money and uh those vcs didn't sign up to buy luna they signed up to buy and, and bolster ust so th- there's been like you know talk uh, i think cz was talking about uh spending bitcoin to revive the system but i'm wondering if that's even legally possible um, or if you guys think that that's a, a path forward and uh, if you guys feel like that reconstituting the chain to 1 billion tokens is is a viable option or if you know none of these are any sort of viable options and and this is just a a dead chain you know minting new plaques for 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 a, a certain amount of time before it just dies anybody up here want to take that
11: i can take that
9: i was going to say i feel pretty unqualified to speak on
11: that <laughs> I, Go for it. i'm not gonna lie it's it's not looking good for Luna because even if it does hard fork and revive as in there's a lot of active people in the lunaki system, it's not looking good, you know perspective wise is it like at the end of the day, we can all probably agree it's a little bit spoiled on like just the the outlook of that chain, but I because there's also a lot of discussion at the minute right of where that fucking bitcoin actually went right there's i think cz legit tweeted tweeted out that they they don't know where the fuck it is so you know
13: that that's really odd because some of that you know bitcoin was traced to binance and and you would think that if anyone knew where it went (laughs) cz would know since you know it's his freaking uh exchange but they attract a bunch of it to gemini and a bunch of it to binance and uh you know I, i'm not sure why c z um it says he doesn't know but the fact that he put the the question out there is, suggests that maybe he does know and uh he's sort of suggesting that they come clean and and you know admit that the tokens are still on their hands uh, i mean the bitcoin is still in their hands and, and perhaps use that to some in some way to sort of bring the ecosystem back from the dead and again i i don't know if that involves getting the peg back uh the issue with the with with spending on, the, on ust is that ust is essentially a debt instrument right it's sort of a voucher for a $1 of value whereas terra is basically a a token on a blockchain it's not necessarily a debt instrument so Um, And again, I mean, there's there's legalese involved in whether or not they can even spend that Bitcoin in in a in a buyback sort of program or not. Uh, Yeah. So all these things are sort of, you know, there's probably an army of lawyers sitting down with LFG right now trying to figure out their own exposure and uh, potential paths forward. But as long as they have that BTC in custody in their hands. There's some way that they can bring value back to the chain, and and I'm not I'm not saying that I know that for a fact. I'm just sort of thinking out loud and and uh, uh, asking people's opinions on it. You know, if, if that's uh if they agree with that, you know, uh, position. Yeah,
9: I I, I did a, a little you know uh, napkin math on this, so please don't hold me to this. But you know, just taking the Luna holders that they had prior to the crash and meltdown on in all of this, if they were to take the height of their Bitcoin holdings and uh, magically redistribute that perfectly evenly uh, amongst Luna holders. I I think it would still only salvage something like three and a half to $4 per person, not to mention the complexity of doing something like that with the inflationary model that they adopted in the middle of that crisis. So it it is a a substantial amount. and, And I can't speak to, the legal ramifications they may be facing. I'm sure there's many um, not to mention just future regulatory oversight that that will occur. But um, you know, I think that a lot of protocols that are being built uh, or have been built on Terra, for them, the damage is is done from a branding standpoint and from a protocol level, because there's such a tainted uh, image there that trust is a huge factor. And, and, a lot of chains are going to have to independently move forward just based on that alone. So, uh, so Kevin,
13: can I can I ask you there? I'm not actually a Luna. I'm not familiar with the, the protocol. I kind of uh, just got fascinated by this whole debacle and uh, weighed in, and, and and learning more. But do you think that that lack of trust is um, to some extent tied to the personality of Do Quan and if he's removed, um, would that change anything?
9: Sure. Yeah, I, I think so, and and. You know, I, I, um, you know, I, I can't imagine that's not a factor. Um, you know, he he was uh, largely the face of Terra Luna and, and was a huge uh, part of their stability in the run-up. Um, you know, and and so I, I I don't see much of a way forward for them with him. Um, you know, and and even with the naming of Terra uh, as a whole, I I imagine if I were to positive guess that um if the validator set was on board with it and i know there's a lot of discussions ongoing with that it, it is very likely that hard fork would adopt a different name uh and try to do something new with a newer form of IBC, so that they're more cross-chain compatible that's my guess and it would potentially be a platform at that point for apps and chain you know other um platforms to to build upon that chain so um but I think it's also going to take a long time for them to kind of unravel what the best, best path forward is. And a lot of the companies that had their treasuries drained are not going to have the time to wait out that decision. So they have to make drastic moves quickly. It's one of the reasons why we pushed this proposal through so quickly to provide funding was to try to. Allow for gap funding for developer teams from the Juno community pool um, for people who need to make quick decisions and move quickly, which is a lot of developers right now. Hopefully, that answered that question with my admittedly limited insight into the inner workings of Luna.
11: No, yeah, no, that was great. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think to comment at the end of the day, the, the Luna community probably wants to distance themselves from. Do Kwan because a lot of people I, I saw were saying how charismatic he was I don't know how charismatic it is to call people poor on Twitter and that's my opinion on Do Kwan that at the end of the day he yeah like is not looking good is it so yeah and I think a lot of the Luna proposals right now is for a community driven solution which let's just say June already has, but yeah, if they want to go their own way, that's the interchain vision. But yeah, it's it's what I'll say is it's not looking good for Doe at the end of the day. Yeah,
9: I I would add to that just if if nothing else, even if if Doe was uh, hadn't done any of that and and was very nice to people and there wasn't all these kind of uh, questionable interpersonal interactions with people on Twitter and whatnot, it, even for somebody in his position who had done a great job, um, this would be a devastating thing to come back from. You know, in, in the traditional finance world, uh, you know, something like this, it, it, you know, a 20% market drop would be enough to have a board of directors saying, hey, you need to leave the company to a CEO, you know. So, um, you know, I foresee I that. No matter what, um, they'll have to find a way forward, um, likely without him. Um, and, and I think that will be the best course for them, most likely. With with that note, I, I got to, oh, I don't know if I'm speaking, but I, I should jump off here shortly. I've got to kind of jump back into the chat with some Terra developers, but thank you so much, everybody, for having me. And uh, if you need anything, feel free to reach out.
5: Appreciate
1: you, Kevin. We'll talk soon. I have an an idea that I actually want to run by you, <clears throat> um, so check your DMs in uh, Discord here in a little bit
9: yeah absolutely i'll definitely do that i'll be up for uh a very long time <laughs> so, um yeah I'll, uh-huh. I'll, I'll look out for that thank you tricky you
13: yeah, have no problem i right, appreciate you kevin keep up the work if no one's else got a question i have another question i'd like to post to the room if that's okay yeah go right ahead and then we'll go to the uh, group so, you know, again, as an outsider, you know, like I just uh, got in, you know, uh, started looking into this, the whole Luna thing, uh, like when it started, but I was also kind of struck by how uh, CZ got involved, you know, and then as far as I understand, <clears throat> he's not, you know, part of the ecosystem. He's even said he doesn't actually hold Luna or UST. But then I'm also hearing other reports uh, saying that, you know, Binance was um, uh, one of the early investors in the whole ecosystem. So it just kind of is, is odd to me, you know, how how much he's ingratiated himself in this controversy. You know, he talked about, you know, he was on a two hour, you know, phone off uh, meeting and uh, they, they also suspended the Binance uh, thing. And he's commented several other times about Doquan's proposal. I think mean, he's the only major, you know, crypto billionaire who's uh, supposedly you know involved i guess to some extent in the project that has said uh, he thinks doquan solution is not going to work and he's uh uh he's calling for the btc to be used towards repurchasing ust so i'm not really sure what he's up to uh one of one analogy that i was trying to formulate in my head is like is he trying to take over the project you know just publicly coming in as a savior with a big bag of cash and uh you know promises to rebuild you know in a, in a more s- sober sensible way is is that just me being, you know, conspiracy, you know, tinfoil hat, or is, is there potentially any, you know, substance to that? Hey, guys.
14: Um, hey, Sunday Survivor. I, I think that's a very valid question. I mean, I mean, I think the bigger overall question is kind of what you're hitting at is, like, a lot of these big players um, see that, you know, Terra had a, a very, very large user base and, and dedicated community. And and there's value in that. And I mean, there's probably so so much going on behind the scenes right now that you know we we have no clue. But I I think kind of what you're you're talking about is like CZ's being a little bit more open in public, saying, you know, um, yeah, he might be wanting to interject himself into this and and trying to get a little little piece of of Tara, what's left over. You know, I mean, I think that's that's reasonable to think of. But I I really think it's it's more of like Tara had such a large dedicated community, active community. I mean, I mean, you think about it, I mean, they got so close to building an entire financial system, you know, borrowing lending, you know, it had its own currency. I mean, it was almost a complete ecosystem so close and, you know, and it, it, there was a lot of innovative, great UX, great UI. And I mean, th- there's still so much there. So yeah, I think what you're hinting at is like, yeah, there's, Probably a lot of talks going on behind the scenes that we have no clue of what's really going on. But I'm sure people are trying to figure out if if the chain is worth reviving, you know what does
13: that look like? Yeah, I mean one way of thinking about it is that uh, <clears throat> Terra Luna is basically a great brand name uh, until recently anyway. And if, you know, uh, uh, CZ can sort of, you know, get rid of the trash in, in terms of like just, you know, getting Doquan out of there, bringing in, you know, maybe a billion or two, which is, you know, kind of chum change for Binance and him into it, then he basically has, you know, de facto ownership or, or large stake in uh a huge uh brand name with lots of you know ecosystem participants uh as an l1 chain which may or may not have a usd component uh and he, he already owns bnb so he'll basically have you know uh potentially two you know top 10 yeah uh, l1 chains
14: yeah it would be a very very smart move on him i mean i mean pretty much with Terra. i mean i my, I'm not an expert at all with this. I got blindsided just just like a lot of other people did on how, how large these geopolitical stable coin wars, what's really going on behind the scenes. I mean, but pretty much the way I see it is the the UST is just bad debt. They, they I mean, you could write all that off, just default on the UST. And like you said, if some, someone as large as Binance with as big as, as big as change as they could swing around, you know, you just write the UST off, you, you know, you fork it and say, we're not going to support the peg anymore. That's not what this new Terra 2.0 is. And then you move on and you, if you can get enough validators to go with you, I guess that's, that's the question, you know, I mean, I guess if you could wave enough Binance money around and, and try to, you know, I I don't know the proposal out that that Doe put out was I didn't read the whole thing but he's wanting to give forty percent here forty percent there and all that stuff um, but to me the way I see it is UST just needs to go away and just default on that that's 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 all the bad debt if you can eject all that bad debt I mean you have a very large level L one like you were saying but it's it's hard telling what's what all is going to happen I mean obviously they're going to lose a lot of projects and they're going to lose they're going to lose a lot of talent but there's still it's going to be interesting i mean it's, it's going to take two or three weeks four weeks for it all to pan out to get a better roadmap is to find out what's really going to happen but i mean i it this is historic times and i you know i i was listening earlier when haas was talking and i i feel so bad for him you know i and and, and everyone that had you know 60 70 percent of you know their crypto holdings in it it's it's just it's heartbreaking. But I also heard what Simon said. It's like, you know, you can let it get you down or you can let it fuel the fire, you know, and realize that, you know, a lot of crypto is about surviving and surviving, surviving these bear markets and survive, surviving stuff like this. If you can survive and move on, then, you know, you can do well. So big learning experience for me, for sure. I think there was a
7: someone also put a proposal out saying that if even if they just kind of used whatever cash they think they may have left and they just paid the poorest 99.6% of the wallets, then they would 100% be like made whole.
14: Yeah. So, like, all all the UST wallets that have like less than uh 50 bucks or something like that. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs>
7: yeah. And it's like the top, the top 1000 wallets like had, Almost, I think it was like just shy of like $1 million in it. So I'd be curious, like the breakdown of like how many people were actually like using the network and using the protocols and things like that versus, hey, I just have this boatload of fucking cash and I'm going to park it in Anchor because if you know what I mean. So I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I'd have to actually read the thread a little bit more. But yeah, the, the top 1000 Anchor wallets hold 82% of all UST. So I mean, that's the poorest wallet in the top one hundred thousand or the top one thousand has nine hundred and fifty-five thousand UST. So almost a million bucks. So you figure those top one thousand wallets have a million each. Like that's that's a shitload right there. So you'd literally be able to pay out everyone else with the exception of those top one thousand, uh, that have like over a million. I mean, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people that probably make that up, but I'm sure some of those wallets are probably the same person. Cause I, I doubt you would want to have like know, uh, maybe more than a million in a wallet that seems kind of kind of kind of sketched but i don't know it'd be interesting to see if if that plays a plays a role at all like who is who is just kind of rent seeking for the 20% and who is actually like engaged and i think that's why some of the builders are kind of maybe pushing back on those thing from what i've been seeing is just because it's like that proposal all that's going to do is essentially that's a bailout for all those vc firms like uh, that that were you know either we're parking tokens or, or whatever the case may be. So I I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what, what ends up coming from it. I think the 40, 40 split seems, seems a little too, too generous. I think, I mean, we all knew the risk. I'm not expecting to be made whole, but I mean, if you could, if you can satiate, you know, literally almost the whole chain with the exception of a thousand people, like, I don't know, man, it's, it's going to be a, definitely a tough, tough decision. I definitely think a lot should go to the builders, and it's almost like it's almost like you're on the clock, right? Because like these people, like I mean, hell, a lot of these protocols, I think, were even being paid in UST, so it's like they got like bills to pay, you know? Like, uh, so I mean, I definitely don't blame them if they jump ship, but at the same time, it seems like they're trying to do something to salvage it. But I don't know. By then, it might be too late, or we're gonna have whiplash going here, going back. I I don't know. It's definitely a sticky situation for sure.
13: I kind of read proposal as well that talked about let's just skip the first thousand wallets because you know uh, and, and 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 make everyone else whole. Uh, the issue with that is that you're basically alienating like the biggest liquidity providers to your protocol, right? So if if the top thousand wallets own eighty percent of all the liquidity and you're just going to shortchange them. Where are you going to get the liquidity from in the future, right? I mean, just small, you know, people with fifty bucks here and there are not going to carry the chain on their shoulders. It's it's the you know the whales that kind of you know make that happen. I think that's the case in in many protocols. And you know, more importantly, I think you know even though it sounds like a good idea, uh, I'm sure there's going to be an army of lawyers who think otherwise. You know, uh, and and that's going to be a, a very thorny issue. I mean, they can just seek injunction and and just prevent it from happening.
1: Hey, you entered the the same room. Yeah, sorry. I had the speakers on my smart home,
5: like through my house. It's probably picking me up and shit. Uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So what I heard is that like essentially voting power in Terra was delegated proof of stake, right? So the people with the voting power are the validators, and they're likely the ones with all the stake and all the money. So if you like don't do if you do that proposal, like yeah, you'll win a lot of goodwill. But then like, will the validators keep running the network? It's almost like If you do that, you kind of have to say like, all right, validators, this network's dead. We're just going to try to make people whole, which honestly might be something to do because Terra was not unique from like a blockchain perspective. Like it's just another Cosmos chain. Like its unique thing was the monetary policy, was the killer app was UST. You know, all these other protocols can like move to any other Cosmos chain. And essentially, like, from what I was learning from Tricky earlier, like, Juno is actually a better Cosmos chain, you know? And so, like, what is the killer app to revive UST on, or Luna on, if there is no UST? It just kind of doesn't make sense from a lot of different levels.
7: Yeah, that's how I was kind of thinking of it. Like, if they're going to just abandon UST, then, like, why wouldn't most... Why would? I mean, people would just be sticking around, I guess, for the, you know, the... Uh, uh what's what's that word called the nostalgia of it i guess i don't know but um i did i did i have I'll have to look for it again i did see another interesting proposal it was like stop the dpeg right now like halt it give everyone like uh you know pay them out whatever their ust is i think right now it's around like 20 cents or something now it actually went on a little run it's 23 cents now um and then you give them like a i guess like a partner coin of like an iou um for the other whatever that would be 77 cents um and then figure out some way to kind of let them redeem it back you know in in due time via some some way i'll have to find it again it was pretty i was reading it while i was driving so i couldn't really uh get get too into it but it kind of seemed like an interesting way of kind of still you know making your promise of paying paying back via some you know Probably some convoluted IOU that a lot of people wouldn't redeem anyway, but um it'd be it would be kinda interesting if they did spin up the chain again. Like maybe part of the fees go to like some fund that ultimately like you know ticks ticks up your your IOU from uh from from Terra or something like that. So
5: they could just make Luna the new deflationary Bitcoin and have its burning. (laughs) every four years (laughs) and just burn Luna every four years and make people hold it forever.
13: (laughs) That burn mechanism would take forever to, if you're going to, for example, use a portion of the transaction fees to make the UST people, you know, hole in some, you know, future, you know, chain. uh, The value of, you know, USD. I think the market cap was over, what, 15 billion, if I remember correctly, before this all started. So you're talking about 15 billion dollars worth of transaction fees, you know, to, to go towards, uh, you, know, re, you know, making the UST people whole. So also, I, I, again, I'm an outsider. So I, I have a follow up question for you, uh, Shrewdbox. Uh, I'm here. So you just said that besides the UST project, there, there wasn't much else that was developing on, on Luna. Is that accurate? Is there nothing else? Or was it really all just a, a UST thing?
7: Oh, no, I, no, I didn't say that. There was tons of cool stuff being made on Luna I would I would say that that would that would be the only reason why it's kind of worth maybe considering converting it to just like you know an average like a normal layer one but uh I forget who just said it but yeah like compared to a couple of the space I was in today like Juno seems like an obvious kind of like port over the issue with I think with Terra is it's a, it's like kind of like a stepchild of IBC. Like it's not on the, it can't communicate in the same way as, as all the other. Um, I mean, I I'm very new to the cosmos, so I I don't know if I know the the link. That was put, a, a
1: great way to put it. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah. So it, it can't communicate in the same way as like, uh, you know, all the other chains can with each other. So um, if anything, it's, if they did restart it and they didn't, bring it up to that then i feel like that's a huge like missed opportunity but just in the spaces i was in today it seems like juno is like you know um you know a, a really solid option for people looking to uh kind of port over their apps there's was, there was tons of cool apps
5: I yeah mean, there were tons of apps it was it was the base chain uniqueness was the monetary policy but all those apps can just like move to a different cosmos chain and so that's where it's like What was unique about the base chain? The only thing actually unique about the base chain protocol was the monetary policy of UST and Luna. So, like everything else that the apps need to build on and run, like that is available on like all other Cosmos. So, like why wouldn't you just move the apps and like get your name untarnished from like Luna and UST? Yeah,
7: yeah.
3: Yeah, Thanks. What I
7: like today is like I think it was Kevin. I think he was up here earlier. Like they were talking about like come over to Juno. Build your app, and then if you decide that, like, okay, we have product market fit, like, which a lot of these Terra ones did, but like, if your, you know, your crowd follows you, like, and you decide, like, then you can literally just kind of port it and become like your own, you know, chain. Like, you could take the pro, like, I think Kuji is considering Kuji was like a uh a liquidation protocol on Terra for Anchor, and they're considering essentially making their own IBC chain now. Um, so, like the the pitch was, you know, come to Juno, build your thing, work it all out, because obviously it's not. I I don't think you can just like copy pasta your code, but um, and then eventually, you know, if 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 it's deemed, you know, that like you're you're able to, you could just literally spin it off onto your own chain, which I thought was really really interesting and cool.
1: Yeah. So Sunday, the um, <clears throat> kind of the vision in Cosmos is that each blockchain is kind of application specific so it's kind of a little like the it's the opposite of like cardano ethereum where it's kind of one chain to rule all like there's that one base uh layer that's just everything runs on um all of these like DApps split off into their own blockchain so that they can have their own throughput um and not have to like fight over the resources of one blockchain um so when he was saying like you know, the UST was like its product, and it's and like what you know differentiated it is. Um, that's what he meant. He didn't mean that there was nothing being built on it. There was a lot of things being built on Terra, but it was all surrounding kind of the product that Luna slash UST um, was providing.
13: Yeah, thanks so much for explaining that. That that w- that was not like something I understood. Uh, so, if if that's the case, uh, yeah, I've mentioned Juno. I'm uh, sorry, I've I've heard you guys mention Juno a lot, so. Again, as an uneducated Luna and Cosmos person, is is that its own blockchain with a vibrant app uh, ecosystem already? So it's its own blockchain in the Cosmos
1: ecosystem. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily vibrant right now, but what it is is it's like a permissionless blockchain where anybody can come on there and deploy smart contracts and DApps. Um, to whereas a lot of these other blockchains, like they're kind of specific to their their use case. Um, and they're also gated and like what, who can deploy smart contracts and dApps on their blockchains. Um, they have to get approved through governance. So Juno is kind of like a Cardano or an Ethereum where anybody can just go there and deploy their smart contracts and their dApps and their code and do whatever they want without permission. Um... But um, like like they kind of just explained, if they feel like their DAP is becoming so good, it's, it's really successful, they have a really big community, they can actually spin off and become their own layer one and be like application-specific blockchain is what they call it. So they have a blockchain that's dedicated specifically to what their DAP would be. Um, but then there's the IBC compatibility where they can um, communicate and transfer messages and data and tokens between blockchains.
13: That's actually pretty cool. (laughs) it's, it's, uh, it's kind of weird how it took the destruction of Luna for me to like, learn more about cosmos, but thanks so much for that explanation.
1: Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Cosmos is really cool. Um, like, you know, I think, uh, like you're a, a Cardano fan and so I'm pretty sure you've seen the, the Charles Hoskinson's whiteboard. Um, and when he gets to the point of like interoperability, um, that's kind of what cosmos is like puts in the forefront is interoperability, user experience, and then security. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's awesome.
3: Hey, guys, I'm going to step down. Thanks for uh, coming me up. Hey, uh, I have uh, something to uh, You guys were talking about, like, uh, like wouldn't it be great if you guys had a, like, some sort of collateralized stable coin or something earlier? I had to walk my dog, so I just out for a minute and just came back. Hope your dog doing good and enjoyed the walk. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, th- there's actually something... Coming up right now is Comdex. They're building uh collateralized stablecoin off of Cosmos assets, I think, and I think that's what you guys were like talking about an hour ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard Comdex is coming out with uh, their new stablecoin. It'll be interesting.
3: Yeah, um, it's like on that. Oh, they also have like an incentivized testnet that's about to launch. So maybe do that up also. Ooh,
1: gonna get those free tokens. Yeah, Coinbase has been working hard. They got a lot coming, you know. So it'll be cool to see. Um, I think uh, with stablecoins, like, man, as long unless it's backed by true something like real, like, I feel like if we're backing it with other assets, it's just another Luna, in the, the UST scenario. So I'm interested to see like the specifics on that. Uh, yeah,
3: would the have some sort of like treasury that was actually real. <laughs>
1: yeah So, but then like you know you could still run yeah it's it's a really interesting concept like i think stable coins are a really tough problem it's obvious that we need some sort of like representation of, of fiat in the, the digital world um it's just hard to do that in a decentralized way i don't know that we can do that yet in a decentralized way i don't know that we're big enough to do it without somebody coming and attacking us <laughs>
13: have uh tricky have you heard of ampleforth and and how that works uh, i've heard of ampleforth i have not kept up with it though no that's just sort of like one of those like uh, also algorithmic stable coins but not backed by anything but just the faith of the system you know so it, it's sort of a uh, it uh it um what was the word it rebases the the number of tokens so if the peg goes above a dollar. Then it just uh, uh, mm-hmm. it, it decreases the number of tokens in everyone's wallet, so there's less tokens, and so the the price comes down. So it's it's a very weird model, but I, and I thought it was, it was very fun. But it it hasn't really turned into anything. Yeah, but I thought that was just a, a the weirdest algorithmic stablecoin I've ever heard of. Proof of
3: faith basically. <laughs> I think uh, the guys like, is, is that's going to say like relevant because they actually. Got rid of the game and algorithms. They backed point completely. So it's probably why they, just, they, you know, they held up. Yeah, it's
1: like being backed by faith. That's hard, hard to do unless you've got a a lot of influence in the world. You know, like governments are in a in a place to be able to back whatever they want by faith. You know, because they have a lot of influence, a lot of resources, and you know, a why lot to fall back, back on exactly <laughs> yeah. it's, it's uh, one of
13: those things that if it becomes big enough uh it then becomes too big to fail and then the the faith is necessary to keep the the wheels yep. moving if you think about it all money is basically a faith-based system right exactly Not really, nothing is backed by anything so that's that's what like
7: i think that's what the rush was right i think like for i mean obviously all the tweets came out and you know of him puffing his chest about everything i think Like even the anchor, even the anchor 20%, like that was like anyone that was in Terra knows that that was being heavily subsidized and it wasn't going to last forever. That was, that was the essential, like Terra's commercial to get people into the ecosystem to expand UST, to become to the point where it became too big to fail. And unfortunately, like all these safeguards that, you know, they had planned weren't in place. And obviously, um, you know, my own personal opinion is that it was a, an attack because it was, you know, it did have a really, you know, great shot at succeeding. Um, all of that stuff was literally to, you know, explode UST. And I've been kind of thinking about it a lot, like, I think if the, if Terra existed in its own like ecosystem, and they weren't expanding to like, all these exchanges as fast as they did, and everything like that, like, we wouldn't be having this conversation about there being a death spiral now, like, would it have been at a combined like forty billion dollar market cap? I mean, maybe probably not. Um, but yeah, I, I it's it was it was hard. It was they, they they were trying to get to that point where they were too big to fail, but uh unfortunately, uh, you know, obviously they, they found some vulnerabilities and, you know, exploited the hell out of it. And now um, you know, Dogecoin is worth more. So uh <laughs> it's it's sad
3: yeah what a world we live in. The simulation
1: continues. <laughs> um but Sandy, I wanted to I know you've been up here and you've been patient. How are you doing?
15: Well, hello, greetings, everybody. Hi, I'm Sandy Toes. I've been listening to all the conversation. Um, I have one question, but I also have a couple comments. So, for one thing, being Iranian, it's like you know, conspiracy theories is this, this people talk about conspiracy theories, but When you really step back and you look at history, especially as old as I am, uh, first of all, I want to confirm that everything, you know, your gut feeling about, yes, they did not want to have this happen. Absolutely. I agree about that because um, it was a threat. However, I think the bigger um, good thing that came out of this is as I'm looking through the space now, for example, today, people were reading the fine print that Coinbase says that the assets of its uh, customers are, you know, can, can be uh, used, you know, in case they'll go into bankruptcy. So the good thing about this is it makes everybody more aware to to look at things, to see what's going on. And, um, you know, w- what's at the bottom of the fine print, people are all hyped about Dogecoin, Sheepcoin, this and that. And they don't really want to take the time to read about what they're doing. So but that's one thing that we look at these things. And also, You know, countries like Iran, Cuba and Venezuela, these are places where they have not played along with the rules, you know, and and they're not part of the central banking system. But even these players behind the scenes are kind of involved. So there's so many layers that we can't always really know who's doing what. But, yeah, my dad, who passed away was a self-educated person. He predicted the jailing of Muhammad Ali and he predicted the jailing of um, uh, who was that other boxer? Uh, his, uh, they, they said that his wife, you know, his wife said that, that he was, you know, she was raped and they put him in they put him in jail, too, because nobody could beat him. And because he he saw, he's like, you know what? They're going to figure out some reason to put him in jail because they're not making money in the industry. So we always have to look at who's winning and who's losing. And if the people who are losing are in power, of course, they're going to fight. Of course, they're going to go out there. So it's not a conspiracy. These things are coordinated attacks. And, um, and 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 we see these things. And honestly, I hate to say this, but I, I didn't really get that invested in Luna because I was kind of worried that this was going to happen. And I was like, OK, I bought a little bit of Luna. And then when it went down, I bought some more. But, you know, I, I'm not somebody who went into Luna when it was $80 or $90 because I thought, oh, my God, this is too good to be true. Let's see how this plays out. And, and so, um, yeah, these things are happening and, and, and it's part of, and, and we're in a struggle. This is, this, is a, this is one of the most important times of history as people are fighting over the resources. So now I'm going to get to my question, which is, um, this may not be related and you may not be able to answer it, but um, one of the coins that people really love trading in the Middle East is Tron. So I I look at what people are trading and what has a lot of value. I know I see laughy faces, but you know what? On the streets in the Middle East, you can trade Tezos. Um, You can can trade, uh, actually, no. Yeah, Tezos, Ethereum, and Tron. So these are things that have value. So I'm just wondering, does anybody know what's so special about Tron? And is there any way that that's ever going to become like part of the Cosmos ecosystem? What do you guys think about that? And thank you very much for giving me a chance to join you. And, and by the way, yeah, my dad went bankrupt seven times during his life. And if he would have given up the first or second or third time, I wouldn't be here in the United States enjoying his hard work and what he left and the generational wealth that we built together. So you, we can't give up. We just got to get back and going. And, and people who are from these tough countries, they're used to being kicked in the gut, they're used to being roadblocks in front of them in every way. And and that that doesn't but that and, and and you know what that makes us that makes us so much more persistent. Okay. So so the Persian people still speak farsi after thousands of years. Why is that? Because we're persistent, <laughs> you know? And 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 even in Southern California, I swear to God, if you go to shops in Southern California, you're going to hear all the shopkeepers speaking Farsi in the background. I don't care if you go into the bank, Wells Fargo, wherever you go. So the more you push something, um, I think it makes people more aware. And and in the long run, this this thing that happened with Luna will bloom into better for the people. And uh, so what is, uh, what is your opinion about Tron? And do you think this is ever something that might uh, cross over and be part of our... Um, Ecosystem, and also shout out to my friend Faris. He's an NFT artist. I love it when my NFT friends follow me into these crypto spaces because there's more to life than NFTs. You got to take a few of those coins and stake them and learn about what's going on. So I hope, uh, and 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 uh, my friend Hugo too. He's here too. So thank you very much. And does anybody have an answer for that Tron question for me?
14: Oh, hey Sandy, um, welcome back up. Uh... Yeah, I mean, Tron's been around since uh, 2017, I believe. It's got about a $6, 7000000000 billion market cap. It was started by a guy named Justin Sun, and they bought a company in the U.S., and they started a company called BitTorrent, I believe. And aside from that, I think they're wanting to do their own stablecoin that's the last i heard does anyone else know yeah they, yeah, they, they did said. it's called it's
7: called usdd um i think they just kind of came out with it it actually de-pegged down to like 98 cents
13: like,
7: <laughs> like 2 days ago or something like that and it was
14: what is good. it what is it capitalized by? what's the capital behind behind it's, it i don't i don't know
7: it's an algo stable coin so i think it's i'm not i think it's with trx i could be wrong but i know like he came out and you know, I know Doe like tweeted at him like essentially like you know it's good for the ecosystem to have more. But um yeah, I'm not sure what's backing it. But it, the, the the their version is USDD. um That's right. Like-
14: I re- I remember Doe s- sent out, sent out that tweet like about two weeks ago saying, "Hey, it's good to have competition." But it, it it is a it I think it is an algo. But it's Tron is just it's one of those original blockchains from. Uh, the ICO days back in 2017 that just really took on. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the other, um, highlights are about it. I I've never gotten on it. I've never messed around with it.
3: Well, it's well of- back when I was like, uh, looking at it, a lot of people didn't really like Justin Sun for some reason. I, I don't know why I never looked at myself, but I hear it was unprofessional like Joe was or something, but otherwise it's a good chain. I use it for some cross chain or cross exchange swaps and things. So, but-
14: yeah, one of the reasons actually
1: why Tron like still has traction is because it actually has the most USDT transactions, um, more than Ethereum, more than any other chain that has USDT on it. Um, so it's actually used like a lot at like the retail level in that sense, wherever it can be used. Um, and then also, too, for USDT, like the company, I think that they provide like discounts to USDT to mint on tron so when people will come and are going to buy like a billion dollars worth of tron they can actually get like a deal if they decide to mint on um on tron but other than and, that and, and
14: you're you're saying that's tether tricky yes so so what so what's happening is is tron is a blockchain that and i think it's mainly in asia a lot of asian People are using it to trade USDT, which is Tether, which is a digital form of the US dollar. So what what they're doing is, and I think I've heard some other people say this, is it's like there's such a need to trade in dollars in Asia that they want that a lot of people are using it and they're probably using Tron to, to trade all this Tether. And it's just a medium of exchange. It's a way for them to exchange value. And that might answer your question Sandy but don't 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 take my word for it but I, I think I've heard some other people saying that that there there's such a need for people to trade in dollars in other country that they they love these stable coins they love them so what I've heard so about have... tron is you.
5: like I was shilled it by a guy um, who like literally runs MLMs here in the US and like essentially like anytime I've been shilled tron I've gone and looked at the smart contract code and is literally a ponzi scheme written in smart contract so it was literally like how much did the last guy pay pay him out and then like the only things on the chain were essentially like the ponzi contract and then where your funds go was completely off chain it was just like an ipfs call somewhere else so like
3: wow yeah
5: like uh i don't know much about the chain but i know the people that have ever showed me that chain are straight up mlms so careful <laughs>
15: I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And oh, by the uh, by, the way, I remembered the name. The other boxer that was taken out of the scene was Mike Tyson. So yeah, he's the other one. My dad predicted that they were going to take him out because nobody could beat him. If anybody saw him fight, I don't know if you guys are old enough, but nobody could beat him. He was he was uh, he was like another the next Muhammad Ali. And unfortunately, my dad didn't live long enough to see his predictions come true. And one of the other things he always told me is like make sure you always have your passport valid because you never know when you got to get the hell out. So um, after the Iranian revolution, a lot of people had to run out with just a shirt on their back and uh, they were stuck in limbo because they didn't have any documentation. So anyway, these kinds of economic things have uh, huge consequences. And uh, unfortunately, it never hurts the rich and wealthy. It always hurts, you know, the person who took his wife's fifty thousand dollar, you know, or the, or the or the single lady who was doing this, and and um, I, I have no qualms. I I know that crypto is risky, and um, and I'm holding tight. and And I think that this is going to make the Cosmos ecosystem a lot stronger. I think, you know, what is the old saying? Any attention is good attention. So. Um, when all this uh, w- when the dust settles, um, it'll be interesting to see. Thank you very much, everybody. I'm gonna mute mute myself and continue listening because I really enjoy these uh, fireside discussions you guys have. It's full of information, and uh, and I'm gonna pass that information on about Tron to my friends because. They don't know what you just said, and I hadn't really looked into it, and I was just uh, trying to figure out what's what. You know, so, so I b- appreciate before that.
13: Before you go, like uh, <clears throat> I do, have like a comment about Tron as well. It's like it's it's not a technical opinion, so I can't like tell you that I've studied the code and I and I know its flaws or, or benefits. But I think especially after what's happened with uh, Luna, you can't really separate the personality of the founder, uh, you know, from the equation when you're assessing a project. You know, and I think that's, you know, more true today than it ever has been. Right. And so if you think to or, you know, follow uh, some of the stuff that Justin Sun has been getting into, I mean, he just strikes me as a not a very trustworthy uh, person. I, I think he's uh, more of a marketer than anything else. I'm not really sure how technically competent he is or if, you know, he's even, um you know, just a legit person. You know, he. The, I just, you know, and this is not a very technical. Again, uh, this is very subjective, but I just get sort of scammy kind of vibes. You know, um, I get that from a few other people. I'm not going to mention because I don't want to piss any people off here. But uh, you know, he's just one of those guys who's always sort of rubbed me the wrong way. You know, like I just don't trust him, and um, so you know, I'm not sure that I would, I myself would dive into a chain that I, I, I you know, is. Is, is designed by a person that I don't feel good about.
15: What's the matter? You don't like snake oil salesmen? No, I'm just kidding.
3: Yeah, I actually heard that a lot like a couple years ago about him. So. All right, let's uh, go
1: to
6: Composable and then we'll go to Anthony. <laughs> Hello, says. Hope everyone's well. Um, just to note, guys, uh, it's His Excellency, Justin's son. So, Please don't forget that when you speak Korean. <laughs> But yeah, no. Um I just wanna give a shout out to you guys. Uh I mean, with everything that's going on, Cosmos spaces, Tricky you. I mean there's literally no need for you guys to jump on these spaces and show your Um I just wanted to give a shout out to you guys. Uh I don't think people really credit to what you guys do. I mean it's it's been really bad. Like, you know, there was block down conference. I don't know if you guys know in Croatia. Um, my friend was there, and she was telling me like, people had to leave the conference because of like how much it affected them. So like during the conference they had to leave. So, I mean, they don't have people like you guys on their side, you know. So I just wanted to give you guys a shout out. Um, and yeah, to all the like terror builders and developers. There's always like, there's always new places to go. I mean, don't let your innovation stop. Um, I mean, we at Composer, we're on dot, right? So I know it might seem unrelated, but we're actually using uh, our virtual machine with Cosmosm 2. So I mean, it's the same language as Terra as well. So we're also, a little alpha here, but I think, we we're also going to be giving a grants program for Cosmos and developers as well, just to show support. I mean, a lot of people have reached out already because there are actual developers who are building and they literally have no money right now. So, yeah, we're going to have a grants program for Cosmos and developers. developers. Um, if you guys know anyone who's in a tough time, just you know, send them our way. Uh, keeping an eye on our panel tomorrow I think maybe tomorrow or the day after we will be releasing everything <laughs> but yeah that's all
3: hell yeah glad to see you know you guys are there uh showing some support too you know because
1: it's, it's crazy we were talking about it earlier you know like it's not very common to see in the culture of some of these networks to, to want to help and support and you know and work together. Um, but it's, it's always great to see that. And Calm even gave the composable team specifically a shout out earlier um, that you guys are, you guys are great. So um, yeah, we appreciate the kind words. And then like, I, I agree with you, you know, there's, there's going to be some support out there that is going to really give these, these developers
6: a, a new home and some new hope. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even like, I mean, there's, There is politics, right? We call it like the whole Prop 69 thing. Everyone was separate. But, I mean, it's nice to see people who uh, who weren't agreeing on that or like at the same space now. So, I mean, it's great to see it's not as toxic as you would imagine.
15: I have a little question. I got a little confused when you were saying um, His Royal Highness. I, I didn't understand what that was. Could you explain that to me? (laughs)
13: <laughs> I his exist. excellency you have to get the title right his excellency if you go at his profile i
6: think he's like his excellency of i think it's granada i don't know what
13: country it is but he is like some royalty somewhere in the world <laughs> <clears throat> not royalty he's an ambassador to like some caribbean country and he, he probably bought that like appointee pointy uh, appointment anyway so, yeah, I mean, that's just one of those Granada things I was talking about that he does that just rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> it's for Granada.
6: But, yeah, like I said, um, I'm going to hop off now because it's very late where I am. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you guys are knowing anyone who's suffering or, like, wanting to build and innovate and continue their passion and building with cosmosm, just reach out to us. And, yeah, we'll have a grants program for you. But, yeah, take care, guys. Peace. Later, friend.
15: I don't care. I'm just happy Ethereum NFTs are going to come over to Cosmos. I'm still happy about that. I I, I just can't stop thinking about that because you know what? This is such a big deal. So somebody asked me, does that mean that you can take NFTs from this side and take it over to Ethereum? Does that work too or no?
6: Yes. So there will be able to go both ways. So there will be like a
1: ERC-20 converter when they're in the bridge. So it'll take whatever asset that you're bridging over and convert it into an ERC20 or likewise when you're taking ERC20s um it converts it over to I'm pretty sure or not ERC20 but it's ERC what 7 721s and 720s um, When's the party?
15: Day. When is the big thing? I'm like waiting for some big space party because there's going to be thousands <laughs> of people who are going to like go what? Nobody even believes me. People are like no, you're making shit I, I, up. Because they have no clue. I'm like, no, I swear. And I got to send them the link. So I'm like, I need a party so we can just announce it. Yeah. I, let's have a
14: party. I think once Evmos gets a little bit more up and running, uh, tricky, it, it'd be good to do a like a couple nights just dedicated to Evmos and get a little bit more comfortable. Um, I I, I haven't spent that much time on it, but Evmos is going to be one of the main gateways into the Ethereum world. I mean, there's the Gravity Bridge. Um, which is, and then there's, I mean, Osmosis is using a different bridge to bring over tokens also. But as far as NFTs goes, I mean, aren't you thinking tricky? Evmos is probably going to be one of the biggest ways to switch stuff around.
1: So, uh, Evmos will be easy to like copy, do more solidity, um, like NFTs on in like the cosmos. But, uh, stargaze is going to have the gravity bridge that can. Uh, convert over like any of the the NFTs on Ethereum so it's really going to be more of a competition of like where's the liquidity where's the action and where's the best user experience Um, I think that you know we might we're definitely going to see an explosion of NFTs on Evmos um, but like how they're bridged like who gets the the, can be the kingmaker of them being bridged over Um, I think it's going to be who has the best marketplace Um, so we'll see Oral Apes might be really cool and might draw on a lot of people or You might see Stargaze just kind of rule or it might be
14: Omniflix, you know?
15: Okay. I'm taking bets. Okay. Stargaze, Omniflix, Evmos. Those are the three choices. Those are are
14: kind of the big three right now. And I mean, I'm just ready for Stargaze to get this marketplace up and going. I, I know it's like knocking right at the door. I think they're, they're saying like this week, I think, but I just really hope they get this marketplace up. So, um, yeah. I haven't really dabbled that much on stargaze that much, but I, I would love to, you know, I just like to see the once the marketplace is up and then you could trade in the floors and just get used to the interface. So, but yes, yes, Andy, I think, um, I mean, cause when you think about it, an NFT is, it's a digital, it, it's, it's a, I mean, if you can trade a token through a bridge, you can do an it, NFT is the same thing. So it'll be interesting. I think, you know, maybe six months, a year down the road until it's like the UI and the the UX is really, really smooth. It's going to be a little bumpy with the user experience probably to begin with, because you got to think about it. You know, we're all, this is all brand new tech, you know.
15: All right, I'm going to ask one more question. So my friend and I are doing collabs and um, it's going to be involving AI. So we're trying to figure out where we should start um, minting. So we're, 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 holding out and, 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 uh, and, and the other thing we're going to do is we're going to, so on the Tezos blockchain, I started a museum, a gallery where people can just go to one place and just, you know, look at like five, $600, five, 600 different NFTs and choose from that. So my friend and I are planning to do a similar thing. We're, we're trying to figure out which blockchain or, or which platform Um, We're going to go and and we're trying to see if it's going to be Omniflex, if it's going to be Stargaze or if we're going to go into Evmos. So I guess maybe we should not make that decision yet. But we want to set up a, a gallery museum where people can go and look at A.I. and collaboration art. So that's my roadmap. And if any of you have any ideas or suggestions, I definitely welcome your guidance because I don't have the technical knowledge of knowing what would be the best place. But I have the business skills and uh, the community behind uh, getting it going. So I would greatly appreciate anybody guiding me um, about doing such a thing. Uh, Maybe not today, maybe later. Please keep me in mind. Thank you so much.
14: Yeah, I'd love to see something like that on Juno, too. Um, It's hard telling, but those are some great ideas, Sandy, because it's like a place to um, display your NFT, you know, like some type of virtual art gallery i mean i think yeah i think that's de- that's definitely in, in in the future for sure so
4: yeah evmos is probably going to be one of the best like chains to bring in people into the cosmos because you know there's a lot of people that are just kind of stuck on ethereum and like don't know what else is out there so it's funny to see like all the people kind of come into the room and and uh get their toes wet with cosmos so like i appreciate everybody being here and and it's fun you know connecting with the community and and just uh you know seeing what everybody's up to but you know once again we're we're sorry to hear if you had any uh thing to do with terra luna but we're going to be building and mainly focusing on uh moving forward and and building uh in the ecosystem and focusing on uh, the positive in uh, crypto, and it was really nice to see you know someone like Haas that was pretty wrecked come in here and and say that he really appreciated that because I know that this space is definitely needed for a lot of people that are hurting out there, and you know just know that we're all in the same boat together, we're all hurting together, and we're going to move forward together, and that's that's how we move, uh, that's how we get better as a as a community, and I think Cosmos is one of the strongest communities out there, and. Uh, you know, we're, we're just going to get better as, as we go, but um, I appreciate everybody being here and uh, I think we're going to close it down for the night. Um, Get some much needed rest. Uh, Make sure to join us tomorrow for Haas's space. Uh, Make sure to delegate to our validators on Cosmos, Osmo, Comdex, uh, Evmos, and E-Money. And yeah, I appreciate everybody coming out. It was good seeing you guys. We'll be back tomorrow in the morning. I think at uh, is it eleven a.m. Central Time? Um, I think that's right. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah. If you guys uh want to hear some more alpha, just uh come back tomorrow, and we'll always be here on the night times and uh, on the weekend. So good to see you guys. Have a good
0: night. Everybody have a good night. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was a Cosmos Spaces, Space, Cosmos, and Luna. Let's rebuild. Recorded on Saturday, May 14th, 2022. a step the fuck back Doing a little magic Pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday And I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing Left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception The base stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalty These sums of money that go to the record label per playback Can seem insultingly small Small many rights holders are around three four quarters, quarters of the leaving only some portion of that for the actual artists, artists. Say they're making <laughs> say they're pennies, making pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue pennies, pennies, pennies per play. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eight dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal, just to make a motherfucker wish. Aw shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I meant?